I do like this. This is on the tape too. This like a must for every horror fan to see. Shouldn't it be a must see for any horror fan? Like, wouldn't that be how you'd say that? This is like obviously after canon. Sorry. After what? Canon. Yeah, with the golem thing. Yeah. The golem. Which I had never noticed before. I didn't notice it until today. Yeah. In the outro credits, there's like a special little thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they split up. Those guys, they broke up. Their relationship was not meant to last forever. They did some great stuff. They brought us over the top. They brought us Masters of the Universe. They brought us Death Wish 2, 3, and 4. Yeah. The Death Wish installments that matter most. 3 is probably the most... Like, if I'm going to show somebody a Death Wish movie, it's Death Wish 3. Like, you don't invite buddies over and watch Death Wish 1 or 2. Like... If they have someone in their family that went through any sort of trauma, it's like a total trigger. There's like, I guess, is three or <laughs> four. Movie. Yeah. Where he's like literally holding like a turret gun at the hip. Three. <laughs> Three's the one that's like. It's insane. It's so canon that it's like this almost imaginary post-apocalyptic world you enter. Mm-hmm. And he's like showing up to help his buddy out. And then his buddy gets killed and he sticks around to see justice against these like punks in his gang and it's like a classic there's a punk rocker there's a black guy there's a there's an a asian dude there's a black punk rocker there's an asian dude he knows karate <laughs> there's a ballistics kind of guy there's the crazy like dude that could easily be played by uh i don't know any character actor ever it's like sneakers but in the bronx yeah. <laughs> less sneaky <laughs> uh How's it going? Hey, what's up? I did, I did finally see that little clip of the Beavis and Butthead where he like has the shirt on and Butthead or Beavis is like, "What the hell's going on?" <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like, "It's a bright sunny day." He's like, "It's it's a it's a beautiful day. It's a sunny day, Beavis." Yeah, called for a sunny outfit. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. "Oh God." Ugh. That see that new season's been great. Every week's been awesome. I'm the, probably gonna have to do it. You can wear and watch them anytime too. It's hard to get away because I work like five to Thursday midnight night. now. If you want to pop over instead of hitting Kung Fu, have a couple beers here and watch them. Okay. The new episodes drop every Thursday also. Perfect time. Yeah. Yo. Uh, welcome to the Fright Zone. Your name's Greg. Oh. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Greg. I'm Nate. I'm Hogan. This episode, we're talking about the 1990 remake of Night of the Living Dead. It's the story of the beginning of the zombie apocalypse and a group of seven strangers struggle to survive the night in an isolated farmhouse. You bunch of yo-yos! <laughs> yeah, write it again. Yeah, write yo-yos again. Make him say it a bunch. <laughs> it's the only comeback he has. Oh my gosh. Uh... <laughs> Fucking hairy, man. Harry is not a good guy <laughs> in, in any interpretation of this film. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hate him more in this one, though. He's not good in the original for obvious reasons. But this one, it's like he excels at fucking up everybody's possible chances dude, of survival. And Tom, Tom's great playing uh, like just a despicable guy, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, happy October. Hey, hey everybody. It's October. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> You fucking yo-yo. <laughs> we got two episodes coming for you this month. This is the first of those two. Before we really get into it, uh, 
So well, Night of the Living. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. I mean, okay. you, you guys, how you guys doing? What? What happened? I was he wants before to, we get into it, how you guys he wants doing? To ask us how we are. Oh, uh, well, geez. I have nothing to report. My sack is healed. That's it. Excellent. That's all that's happened. Yeah, that's literally <laughs> it. I've just been healing, <laughs> and I'm healed. How, how'd you feel about? Uh, I know something you did. How'd you feel about the Jaws 3D? Holy uh, shit! Not, I loved it. Not 3D. You didn't see it in 3D? For me, no. <gasps> oh, you I thought they were all 3D. I thought it was too. It was just an IMAX. Oh. Oh, uh, I bet that's still sick. But so is that is, it was is the IMAX like the big ceiling thing? Mm-hmm. Okay, I've seen like one movie like that. That's where you sit on a guy named Max's lap for the duration he of the film. <laughs> Max, you sit. <laughs> <laughs> he squirts liquid on your face every time Jaws splashes <laughs> around. <laughs> yes, you having fun? Yeah, it's got some salt in it and give you the. Realism. It was. Uh, it was good. Though, um, it was cool to see, you know, obviously everybody that was there had already seen it, you know, a million times, but it was really cool to see a lot of people, uh, jump out of their seats at points. Yeah. There were some kids at our show when we went to, I was like, whoa, there's no way they've seen this. I wonder if their parents like revisited this before they brought them (laughs) because I doubt they're ready for this. Yeah. I tried to ask my kids if they were ready with my daughters. Freddie was out in Maine with Emily at the time. And I was just like, hey, like, do you guys think you can handle like a shark attack movie? And no, no, we don't want to see it. Like, no interest whatsoever. And it's like probably better, you know. I remember when I saw it, I saw it too young, and I would get freaked out and thinking there was a shark in, in the pool, which makes no sense. Those are good memories, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My brother and I would like turn the light off to the pool and then jump in, and whoever could stay in the longest, you know, one or whatever. My worry is that they wouldn't be. Uh, drawn in enough because there is like a lot of dialogue. Yeah, you know, it's a man seeing in real 3D. I I thought it was really neat because it was like it wasn't gimmicky because the film's not shot in 3D, of course, but it tried to really push 3D in that way. It was it was almost like seeing like a hologram or something in a weird way, like yeah. being there. That w- that one shot when he's up on the like the view thing, whatever yeah. that's called, and it, it's just like looking down, and it feels like you're up on that pole with yeah. him. That was crazy. Everything had just a crazy sense of depth. Like that's all it was. You know, like it felt like you were just standing on set as they shot scenes, almost like yeah. it was. It was really interesting. Like, and I was taking that in like when we we're on the orca. Like, not that it was distracting, but it's like you know, I've seen that movie a million times, and like. There's scenes where stand the orc and I was like, I'm fucking on the orc. I'm just gonna take this in because like I'm I'm not ever gonna see this in 3D like this again probably. Yeah, like they're probably not gonna bring that around again. Maybe 40 so more years so if you make yeah. it to like 80. Yeah, that'll be the sm- smell D. Yeah, I can smell the salt. <laughs> um, I can smell Quint's mustache. Oh man, he smells like beer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> beer and mothballs. Whoa. Uh, yeah, but it's like some Narragansett on to you. Oh yeah, dude. It <laughs> was awesome. That was really fun though. Mm-hmm. I did see a 3D movie though. I took my dad to see Avatar. Oh boy! Oh man! Yeah, That's as never exciting been... as the first Pocahontas with mechs movie. It was. Uh, it was kind of funny watching him. He was like a newborn baby. Oh yeah. He'd never really seen a 3D movie. Was he like not oh. like? He was just like <laughs> oh. like yeah. like lean back and his eyes and his mouth were open like wide the whole time. But he's never that's really cool. seen a 3D yeah. movie well, like of oh, that caliber. Yeah, you know that's cool. So it was pretty neat. He saw it back when 3D meant like 
three times in the movie, something's going to come out of the screen. Yeah. So you have to put these glasses on for the next hour and a half. Yeah. Giant ants coming right towards me. Yeah. Anything new in your world, Nate? Yeah. Pl- I had to replace all the plumbing in the house. So that was like a Ooh. week's worth of getting up two, three hours earlier than I normally do and having to mm. leave the house because like there's no running water and they're making a fuckload of noise. And then they were finally done. They were there for five. So last Friday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, full crew Thursday to finish it up. The fuck, one of the guys, he was the nicest guy, but he left his phone at our house and he, he'd like put it down and then moved a radio and set the radio on top of the phone. So it's like the day I'm finally like, dude, I'm going to get to sleep in because it's like <laughs> they're not coming. So I fall asleep in the recliner. Emily got me. She got me a recliner for some reason. It's Very awesome nice to sleep in. Yeah, I, there was. She came in the room the other day. I had You're like a, a real dad. I had now. an old Milwaukee on my belly, my feet <laughs> up in the recliner, some popcorn. And we were getting ready to watch The Abyss or something, and I was like, "This is what everyone in the world thinks Americans are," <laughs> and I'm getting to do it for once. I've never had a recliner in my entire life. Well, do you love it or what? It's great. Yeah, <laughs> but dude, we'll, we'll call him Chris because that's his name. Fuck you, Chris. He uh, left Shout his Chris. phone, and his. Alarm is set for 6.10 a.m. It's on the highest possible volume, and it's like the amber alert ring. It's like it's to wake him out of a coma. Wow. And I couldn't find it at first. And I'm like, it's going to wake up my fucking kids. And then that's even worse, (laughs) because then they're awake, (laughs) and they need They will not go back to sleep. No, not Mm -hmm. at all. And I found it. I turned it off. I thought... Right, so I set it back oh, down. I probably got another. I alarm hit snooze, set. and so five minutes later, after I laid back down, so then I walked upstairs, went to bed, come running downstairs. That time it woke the kids up. They're all standing there. Like, what is that sound? That's <laughs> yeah. what noise. So as then soon I as you found that thing. You should have just put it in the freezer. Duh. Yeah, right. <laughs> you left it in there, dude. You must have been stealing my popsicles. <laughs> you owe me like three popsicles. Uh, yeah, so I just wrapped it in a bunch of blankets, put it in a crate, and stuck it on the back porch, and then we couldn't hear it. Did he eventually come for it? So I get it out because he's supposed to come get it, and I forgot that I got it out because I had such a busy day. So then today, it fucking went off again. Oh. So I had to do the whole thing again, but this time it didn't wake the kids up because I, I knew exactly what it was. I knew where it was. <laughs> I just don't understand like how like, it's be cool to be able to go two days without even looking at your phone or using it or anything. But like this guy works for a plumbing company and has to like be places and obviously has an alarm that goes off on it. We told, we called the company and just said, he can come over anytime. He doesn't even have to let us know he's coming. We'll just, and if we're not here, we'll stick it in the mailbox. Like, we haven't heard from him. He's probably still sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He must be. Cause he hasn't gotten the Amber alert yet. <laughs> Like, who chooses that awful of a fucking sound to wake up to? You can wake up to anything. You could wake up to the Star Wars theme. I record some songs for a 7-inch. Been practicing for night story stuff. I headed the show with Traffic Death. And yeah. behold, Des Moines, Iowa, October 29th. XBK special guest, Sam Lockward. Lockward, Lockward, Lockward. Lockward. And we're playing in, um, night story's office playing in Kansas City at the Outer Reaches Fest on October 14th. But, cool. Uh, just that. Jill and I went to Kansas City for a week for her birthday. And uh, 
don't know. I went to a sick bar in Kansas City, though, that you guys would be pumped about called Rewind Video. Yeah. And it is a um, video store retro-centric bar. Hmm. But it's like uh, it's you go down a back alley and go down fly stairs, and then you get down there, and so there's, like, of course, a bar with drinks. Um there's a room that looks like a video store, kind of like the video bunker. Um, that's just tons of like movies on shelving. Uh, then the other side is like wood paneled and has like old tube TV set up and retro vi- gaming consoles. And like, if you go up to the bartender and you want to play a game, like you just leave your idea with them, then they'll give you whatever cart you want to play and a controller to go sit down and play it. Cool. It's cool. Just like, it was like, I mean, I was like, yeah, this is, like this was in Des Moines, I'd I'd go fucking hang here, you know. Yeah, I wondered that back when like the up down would just have like copies of Mega Man or something sitting out for people to play, and it's like, yeah. couldn't anyone just nab that? Yeah, like, it, it kind of felt like that vibe when Up Down first opened. Yeah, but more like movie nerd centric. It was cool. Oh. Oh, wait, Hogan, that's something that's happened. Your fucking movie won the forty eight. Oh yeah, that did happen. <laughs> okay, that did happen. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> what, did, what did you win? Uh, <laughs> so, so quiet about it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I don't know. Tell so, people about it. The 48-Hour Film Project is an international film competition. Um, there's like over 150 cities, I think, that participate every year. Hot damn. Um, and in the Des Moines competition this year, I think there were 38 teams, and we won the best of city. So. Ow! Our film will go on to compete with the other cities in the international competition. It's going to kick their ass. He's going to steal their lunch money and shit in their cereal. Yeah. (laughs) We'll see what happens. I don't know. But the, uh, they will be screening the top films at, uh, man's theater. I think is what they call it now. When's it going to be showing out there in March in beautiful, sunny California. Yep. And are you going to go? I think so. Excellent. When could uh, Fright Zonians go see this film if they want to see it and hang it out is, with you in beautiful California? Uh, our YouTube channel is called Tiny Explosions. It's on there, and the film is called The Run. Ooh. But what if they want to run into you in California? What date's that? Oh, they haven't announced it yet. Oh, okay. More to come. Keep yep. listening. Like and subscribe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, should we get into this shit? Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So um, this film's, of course... Uh, a, a remake of the classic 1968 George Romero um, horror masterpiece, Night of the Living Dead. Which, if you haven't seen that yet... Turn this off. Yeah. yeah. Turn this off. Go watch it. If you like horror, if you like film, if you like art, go watch it. And then watch this one. Yeah. Don't or, watch this one first. Or watch this one next time you got the itch for Night of the Living Dead, because they're, they're pretty similar. Well, that's kind of how I uh, ended up... Uh, I know we're not immediately going into this, but you were seem surprised I'd only seen it once. Yeah. But when I get that itch to watch Night of the Living Dead, I just watch Night of the yeah. Living Dead. I think I have like 12 copies on VHS, different covers and stuff, oh, and man. I just grab one of those There's and watch so it. Many, so many covers. Yeah. It's probably right. one of the most bootlegged movies of all time well, because yeah. of the copyright thing. Yeah. That's, and so that's essentially why this remake exists, because there was no copyright on the original film, which put them in a comfortable spot where they basically didn't get a lot of residuals or money for the film right um but you know the reason that you know why they didn't have copyright on it because they changed the name it was night of the flesh eaters oh that's right and they forgot to add and the when they changed logo. the name they failed to copyright it yeah which is such a boner move yeah um which i don't think it was them i think it was uh because i was i was watching something about this in the special features it wasn't uh 
Like it was the way that it was sent to them or the way that it was filed. So it wasn't that they forgot to do it. It was like a clerical error, essentially. Just like how yeah. Fred Krueger got out. Yeah. <laughs> Sneaking out. Just like that. Um, so did George Romero oversee this one? Yeah, yeah. And then so, it was like, so then he could actually get a cut of something yeah, that's not yeah. a This is their way to like kind of get, get the rights back. And essentially so somebody else didn't go out and remake it. And yeah, then they would continue to get yep. nothing. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, and a lot. All the original dudes were involved. Romero wrote the script. Romero rewrote his own script for the remake, mm-hmm. which is, I think, part of why it still has big Romero energy. Yeah. And the changes that are there aren't like, oh, why'd they change that? It's like, oh yeah, that feels like a Romero movie. He just mm-hmm. really likes the term yo-yos. <laughs> yo-yos. <laughs> so he had to make sure to plug it. Uh, I think Savini said that was an improv. Oh. <laughs> Is it an improv? for another reason. Is it an improv if you do it nine times? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, we're really leaning into the audience. dude's improv again. Can we shoot that again? No, that was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I said what needed said. <laughs> um, yeah, George rewrote it. Uh, then he asked his pal, the legendary Tom Savini, to direct it. Uh, and he knew Tom, of course, from working on Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead. And I think Tom... Uh, also was in Night Riders. Like he's just you know, and you all also it. would know Tom Savini as the special effects guy from Friday the Thirteenth. Oh. And the box also lets you know Creep Show. Yo, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, it's like I don't know what you can really say about him that hasn't ever been said. Because if, if you, if oh, you yeah. know horror, he, you know Tom Savini. He's fucking legendary. Yeah. If you don't know his name, you do know his work. Or like even you know? if you're kind of like a '90s kid and you don't like follow horror a lot, you still know him. From du- uh, dusk till dawn. Sex machine. Yeah. Come right. on, sex machine. Sex machine's character with the gun. From- yeah, the gun his- penis guy. Um, so Tom was actually supposed to do the effects for the original Night of the Living Dead, and he was drafted. Yeah. And that's why he wasn't able to do it. So when it was time to remake it, George went to him to, uh, yeah, have him direct it, well, which is kind of cool. And but you know what though? I mean, Tom being drafted and on those really why his work so good. I mean, he always talks about it. that's like his whole thing is he's like, I've seen the real thing. And like yeah. that's why I mean if you're into horror or you're a gorehound or effects or whatever, like that's why Tom's really important because like he really caused a shift in how special effects and gore was done in horror films. More realistic. Yeah. Um and he he like created just techniques and things. Showing and penetration. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh yeah um let's let's see let's just throw out some of his titles uh stuff he's worked on for effects wise Don the Dead Friday 13th Maniac The Burning Prowler Friday 13th Final Chapter Creep Show Day of the Dead Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 What else? I mean he's That's done That's all so the many. stuff I had. I mean like he he's done more it's like yeah. it's just like everything he does is like oh that's that looks great. Yeah, very little directing. Yeah. The, I, Tales I, from the Dark Side TV episode. Some episodes. Yeah. And one other feature, and that's it. What's his other feature? I thought this was his only feature. A uh, 2011 movie called The Theater Bazaar. I want to see it. That sounds like it could be an anthology film almost. Other than, yeah, like, he's done, looks like a couple episodes of Creep Show. Um, but yeah. Oh, that new like show. Episodic the new Creep stuff. Show show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, I mean, I, he could have done more films. It's like this isn't like poorly directed. It's like no, it's, it's like not by any means. Very competently mailed. Like it doesn't seem like it's a first time director. You like see interviews with him though, and he's like he said it was just fucking hell, like absolute hell yeah. making this movie. The There'd be a lot of pressure on you too. I didn't feel like the soundtrack was that great. 
I feel like that could have been stronger. Yeah. The synths feel or like, absent. Like what makes the first one so good is it's almost like sparse. absent. It's yeah. a lot of like you're just sort of in their head where it's like, what if you were stuck there? Music kind of takes you out of that part in your head that like makes you feel trapped or Maybe whatever. that's why you get that sick, sick soundtrack in return. Yeah, that's why <laughs> they're making up for it hard. Yeah. Well, and I think Nightland did this. In this, the score, it's like they're doing a lot of orchestral sounds, but they're doing orchestral sounds on synths, which to me always is kind of weird. Yeah, like if you're gonna do synth, do synthesizer sounds. I feel like I heard something like maybe Nick you know I mean? Smelter told me something about how like the soundtrack was basically just like yeah, kind of like generic stuff just redone, yeah. and that made it so that it was harder to re- reissue or something. I don't know. I know it's been reissued. Like Waxworks, there's somebody did it at some point. If anyone wants to learn more about Tom Savini, you should really just watch. Uh, there's a great documentary called Smoke and Mirrors. It's really good. Uh, it was originally like a Shutter exclusive, but I think it's probably other places now. So check that out if you want to learn about Tom Savini. We get that sweet old Paramount Scream Greats Volume One. That tape was sick. Yeah, I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, you guys know what I'm talking about, <laughs> baby. Uh, when did uh, Nate? I know today was your second viewing. When was the? F- when did you first see it? I couldn't even tell you. Just sometime when I found the tape, sometime years in the ago. last 15, 20 years. I and I and there might be one of those like it was playing in a room I was in moments, and I just you're like, you know, oh, it's Nightland Dead, but the remake, cool. And yeah, we used to put cool down. movies on and like turn the volume down and just party to them. Like that's <laughs> just pelvic thrust in the yeah, air no, at the TV like, screen. We we play music, fucking get drunk, you know, feet up on the table, whatever. But I'm just saying, like. A lot of times we would watch horror movies with the sound off and then just randomly comment on the things that were happening. When did you first see it, Hogan? Very young. This is actually one of three tapes, like horror tapes that were in our house. Nice. Um, that I remember my dad purchasing. Can I see um, it? I just noticed it's different than mine. So probably, I mean, I would have been 11 you know, somewhere in there, because we had this, we had Jaws, mm. and we had Nightmare 2. Uh, oh, I've always been in the impression that you have a real soft spot for this movie. That's probably why, too. I do. But I absolutely Like, do. you have, like, the one sheet of it and stuff I've mm-hmm. seen in the video bunker. Yeah. Um, I like cool. the original. Like, the original is great. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Just something about this one. Again, I think it's because I watched it so many times as a kid. Yeah. I, um, and as far as remakes go, I mean... I feel like there's so many awful fucking remakes. Totally. Like this one, in my opinion, is like at, probably at the top. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I would put up I def- thing in the blob. Honestly. I attach it more to and the late 80s snatches. remakes as opposed to like the 90s remakes yeah. and stuff. Right. Something happened in the 90s. <laughs> Got worse this time. The blob on. for sure. That would be another one. Yeah. But I've got the tape, but it's like. I want to watch it with Emily, and I think she will be more interested if the, it looks better on our TV. Oh, and that movie, that's a, that's a beautiful... It's a slimy movie. It slimy movies look great. <laughs> slimy. Uh, and you want to see Gay yeah. Dylan all of his <laughs> HD glory! That's right. Um, I first saw this movie in 1997, and I know that because the first time I saw it was on Monster Vision, and Joe Bob showed it in 1997 on Monster Vision. Oh, nice. It may be the first time I ever watched some of the Joe yeah, Bob Briggs, I think. I'm, I I feel like that is the first thing I ever saw with Joe Bob Briggs. 1997, Nightland Dead on Monster cool. Vision. Um, so I got a soft spot for this movie, too. This is a debut for two people. 
It's not just Samini, but it. this is Tony Todd's debut also. His debut film? Yeah. He was in Platoon before this. Is he in Platoon? I don't think so. I think Tony Todd's in Platoon, my boy. He's also in a movie called Enemy Territory, mm. which is one of my favorite uh, siege-type films. Basically, uh, this insurance salesman goes into a building, and he's trying to get a policy from a lady. He really needs the money, but it's like you're not supposed to be in this neighborhood at night, and this building is specifically fucked up. There's a gang called the Vampires that lives in the basement of the building, and Tony Todd is the lead gang member. They go into the building. I think I've talked about I, this before. Yeah, I, was like, I think you talked about this on this episode. Like, not this episode. Yeah, you already episode. said it. It's 10 minutes ago. <laughs> Asshole, stop talking about enemy territory. <laughs> <laughs> I think we talked before. Well, I'll just finish it up just in case. But yeah, so then it's like he gets in there. There's a TV repairman that's Ray Parker Jr. And John Michael Vincent is like an uh, army dude that lives in the building that helps him out at some point. Wow. And he's in a wheelchair, but he's got like all this artillery and it's like. Super conspiracy theory, like little mini world thing. It's fucking cool. I want to check that out. And Candyman, of course, is what everyone oh. knows him from. But this movie, like, it opens all that really cool time lapse of the moon and shit. That's really cool because the night and then it goes into the day. And um, you get, you know, Johnny and Barbara driving to visit their mom's grave. And obviously that night and day is going to be the night and day where this stuff is starting to happen. Oh, yeah. You know, and people have no fucking idea what's going on. They're going to visit the grave Ooh. of their mom. I, I always thought it was Mama. Yeah. Mama Johnny or Mama Barbara. I don't fucking know what their last Barbara name is. Barbara Sr. <laughs> 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 I'm going to see Barbara Sr.'s grave. But uh, Barbara's played by Patricia Tallman. Uh, Tallman's probably best known for her role in Babylon 5, but she has a bunch of bit parts in a bunch of films. Um, like she's awesome no powers, Clifford. No, no relation to the tall man in Phantasm. Boy! Frightzonians would know her, though. Surely have seen her in Army of Darkness. She's the possessed witch. Mm -hmm. uh, after he gets out of the pit and they're like feeding him grapes and that like old woman turns around, that's, that's Patricia all dolled up. She's kind of a poor man's uh, Molly Ringwald. Like she yeah. kind of <laughs> looks like, I mean, it's the red hair kind of but, but I mean, she's a she's like a stunt woman. She's Laura Dern's stunt double in Jurassic Park. Oh, like, nice. she has a, she does a lot of stunt work. Um, and then Johnny is played by the uh, always solid Bill Mosley. Oh, old William. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Will Will Mosley. Willie Mosley, who um, you would know from TCM too. Yeah. Music is my life. <laughs> there's, there's definitely connections in this that where you're like, oh, fucking, that's that, right. In this. And he's and, and in all those Rob Zombie movies, House of Thousand Corpus Devils Rejects. He has so, like 139 credits, so he's in like a fuck ton of movies. And Patricia Tallman is also in Knight Riders, which is oh. directed by Romero and, and, and co-stars Tom Savini. Yeah, he's Morgan in it. And um, America's Ed Harris, who I saw in The Abyss the other night. Did you hear that story about when I ever see Ed Harris, I think of James Woods. And whenever I see James Woods, I think of Ed Harris. And I remember seeing a TikTok where it was like James Woods was on a plane. It was like a couple months before the 9-11 attacks. Okay. And he went up to the pilot and said, those two people seem really suspicious. You should check them out. And they blew him off. Two of those guys were the 9-11 attackers, and they were doing a test flight to see if they could get certain things onto the plane. Who's so James, James Woods, Woods saw that and could have prevented it. He could have been an American fucking hero. 
Well, he's an well, he tried hero, to prevent but, it. It's yeah. the guy, it's the people he told about it that could have. Which they were probably like, oh, just some first class actor guy. Yeah, fuck like you, Jim, fuck James you Woods. Jimmy Woods. You're no Get Peter Weller. But yeah. They're like, I saw vampires. It was okay. Get the back to the fuck back to your seat. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. That story's way cooler. If it's like, if the story was the Twin Towers almost got taken down, but James Woods stopped it, that's fuck way cooler yeah. than it happening. In my opinion, <laughs> I for one, I, yeah. you know what? I think I could also get behind it. That horrible yeah. thing didn't happen. People aren't diving out of a burning building and shit. James Woods has a statue at the base of the Twin Towers. Yeah, you have like a bronze statue. Yeah. It's him, like in his vampire's gear. Yeah, it's him pointing at those guys. Look suspicious. <laughs> A couple other credits for her is uh, she was in Stuck on You, which is a trauma flick boner jam that's fun. She's in Roadhouse in one of the bar scenes. She's a bandstand babe is her name. And in Monkey Shines, she's a party guest. Those are the other credits I wanted to write. Yeah, it's like just one of who knows how many people at the Monkey Shines party. Oh, and in this opening scene, so, you know, like if you've seen the original, they're going to see the grave. Yeah. And... They end up uh, getting attacked. Well, at first, in this one, the thing that's different is there's a guy that's oh, kind of like half with it. That's a great talking. fake out. Well, it's like an, it's like someone else who's at the cem- the cemetery probably grieving too. And I presume they got attacked. Yeah, and they got away from the zombie, and they're just like all frazzled. Yeah, he like doesn't know what to say exactly. I assume he's like the the driver of the hearse. Yeah, that it's, makes it's sense. a wonderful fake out because yeah. like because it's seen the original. You're like, oh, here it the comes. The first ones. The like, oh, one. I'm sorry. Yeah, and then the first song, and because he looks more like a zombie from the original movies. Yeah, like the flesh eater guy. Yeah, whatever that guy in that yeah. movie. Can't remember. His and name. then suddenly, boom! Actual zombie, and it's Vini style. It's gross. It's gnarly, gross, like glossy eyes. Dude, and the way he takes him down onto that tombstone and smashes his head. Oh, it's the brutal. Neck, it's like you can tell it's a dummy. Yeah, but, but it's still like that would fuck you up. That oh, would yeah. it's way cooler. It's like it's definitely a uh, a way cooler moment than the original though, where it's kind of yeah. like. He just brushes his head against the tombstone, yeah. and you're like, "Oh, <laughs> I guess he's dead." Dude, does somebody have he's a sleeping? Bill Mosley dummy somewhere from this? You think? Like sitting on the couch, Savini just throws it down the stairs every day, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. "That's what you get, Bill." Dude, I follow Savini on Instagram, and that dude is like 78 years old, and he's in he's incredible buff shape. Every year, nice. his birthday, he posts a picture. He posts a new picture of him shirtless holding the birthday cake. Yeah, and he's like always just he's cut. Just like, Jeez, yeah, <laughs> he fucking hits the gym. The gym. Doesn't or do you hit think him. it's just it's like makeup he made, and he's just like putting it on as a birthday yeah. joke? Like he's actually like all out of shape. It's just like makeup. It's like a prosthetic he made. Yeah. He puts on for his birthday. Just so people are like, what? Like someday we'll get the joke when he's like a hundred and he's like all shriveled up, and he's still like yeah, yeah, yeah. no wrinkles Emaciated. in his cut. <laughs> you know, that would be incredible. He yeah. could make something like that. That's what I mean. It could sure. be a joke, or if he's really in shape. Either way, I'm on board. If he's in yeah. shape, cool. If it's fake. Cool. I whatever. see him at conventions and stuff, and he looks cut. I don't think he's wearing like a fake rubber body out to conventions. <laughs> let's get, let's let's get the fright zone at a con he's at, and we just, just go focus. and we just rip his shirt off and start <laughs> feeling his pecs. Yeah. This is fucking real or what, Savini? Yeah. <laughs> you like that? Huh? The other. So then, uh, yeah, homeboy goes. Mosley goes down. Barbara gets into the car, and in this movie, which is I remember being a topic of discussion, and one of the reasons. Some people hated the Dawn of the Dead remake. Is it like right out of the gate? He's using a brick to smash the window. It's like that's tool. That's like using yeah. tools, which I did hear that um, orangutans are now in- entering their 
like stone age or whatever like they're starting to fish with spears and shit so Hell like yeah. they could evolve into they could take over <laughs> like the, those hit films planet you of the blew Apes. it up say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dr zayas dr zayas <laughs> That's one of the best things ever created. This card that they ended that up Simpsons that, thing. The, oh my gosh, I was wrong. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. The musical. This car that she crashes into the tree is the Mercedes. Uh, yeah, it was Tom's. Oh shit! It was the first car he ever bought after he got a little money. <laughs> and they just said fuck it. He was like actually really disappointed about it. <laughs> like it wasn't supposed to get that fucked up. Well. No, he knew it, but just because of sentimental reasons, like oh right, it was upsetting. Gotcha. But uh, that'd be I, funny if she wasn't supposed to take it off that ledge. Like, oh. <laughs> she is a stunt woman, so she probably mm-hmm. did all the stunts too. Yeah. So they probably hired her for that reason because they knew she was going to be doing like a bunch of crazy shit. She brings it though. She's yeah. good in the role. I will it's say, kinda... I like her more than the barber in the original. Film. Oh, dude. Because she's Much not better. like a bumbling, she's not just a catatonic, like, oh, crying oh, constantly. Okay. Like she does start off in a sort of catatonic state, but, but it, she starts paying attention, oh, yeah. and then she figures it out, and then she turns it around and becomes the strongest. She becomes character. like fucking like Ripley or Sarah Connor from T T. Yeah, totally. So but, I did read this according to the director's commentary. Uh, someone on the cast sent a copy of the footage of the Mercedes rolling downhill into the tree, um, and the airbag not b- deploying. And they were sent a new car from the factory. No shit. So yeah. Tom got a new car out of it? I don't know if he got it. Yeah, well, he should have. It was his fucking car. <laughs> if someone else got it, I'd be pissed as fuck. <laughs> what the fuck you mean you get the new car, Bobby? That was yeah. my car. I pushed it down the hill, though. <laughs> Do you see how muscular my body is when I take my shirt off? <laughs> I'll beat you up. And fire you from this film. Um but yeah, so she killed, like, you know, she heads to the house, of course. She goes in the house. There's some fucking zombies there. She gets all freaked out. She heads outside, and that's when we get our man, Tony fucking Todd, Ben, blazing down the road. Bar- no, barreling down the road oh, in his truck. Which I, I do dig that they, you know, kept it in the tradition of the original where, like, the kind of lead male is an African-American dude. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Which... You know, obviously, is one of the things about the original Night of the Living Dead is that he did that in a time when that was not something yeah. you did. Oh, and he slaps the shit out of a blonde oh, yeah. white woman. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was like relegated to exploitation cinema. Yeah, and the, and when the original Night of the Living Dead came out, it was like a daytime feature. They played it for children because they thought it was like Frankenstein and Dracula and stuff. Yeah, so they did these matinees. And these parents would drop their kids off at the theater and they'd come out fucking horrified because they just saw Night of the Living Dead <laughs> at like noon on a Sunday. It's <laughs> so know? good, dude. That's yeah, that's a crazy story. When he uh when he runs over this guy, that's like um I love how then you know he goes in the house with Barbara and he's helping her out and um Oh yeah, yeah, we guess we can get the run out to dog. We kinda talked about him a bit earlier, but yeah, uh um this film's before he was Candyman. Um, classically trained theater actor. You know, he's really versatile in all his roles. He always brings it. Um, the Rock. He's also in The Rock. He, he is, is the, the Rock. rock. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's yes. also wearing prosthetic muscles. Yeah. It's really Tony Todd underneath. Yeah. You know, oh. other, actors, <laughs> other actors they consider for the role of Ben. Um, oh. Lawrence Lena. Fishburne. Larry. Cowboy Curtis. What that would have taken me right Ving the fuck Rames out of it. And Eric LaSalle. 
Oh, yeah. they, they, they made the right choice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he's Tony Todd's fucking great in this. Larry Fishburne. I mean, like, he really brings a lot of Cowboy Curtis to coming in to fuck it yeah. up. He's wearing that <laughs> gear, too. Yeah. Why? Hey. Um. <laughs> Y'all got any gas? <laughs> Have you seen that? The King of Cartoon shows up at one point in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the one where he, like, tells Pee Wee he's, like, afraid to sleep inside because he's always, he's never slept anywhere but under the stars outside like he's not allowed in the house it's fucked up so yeah Pee Wee uses his wish for the day to get Cowboy Curtis some cowboy pajamas and then he goes outside and sleeps under the stars wow <laughs> I don't know why that there's a couple of random Pee Wee's Playhouse things that are like burned into my brain like even as a child I was like this seems fucked up well, we've talked about for that's like one of yeah. the things you're the most said you've ever lost in your life was your Pee Wee set yeah this is bummer. Left into that old house. So yeah, they go inside. They clear. <laughs> Sad times. Yeah, uh, it got real uh, quiet. And you took such a deep breath uh, and looked down. I was just, so forlorn. I was thinking. <laughs> Sorry, about dude. It. It's like it's behind the wall. It's like that Superman comic or something. Someone will find it and be like, "Man, this is worth like at least eighty dollars." You think it's still there? I don't think so. It was you on a just, ledge. You should just go. You should just cruise by house sometime yeah. and knock on the door and Let's be like, "So long ago, man." Let's do it. Let's do it anyways. I'm in. Yeah. We'll be your backup support. Yeah. Just in case they didn't like throw it in the garbage. I like, mean, I lived two years ago. There. Most landlords will just throw everything at a dumpster between tenants, you know? I would think. You if we know. go, we have to bring a gun. It's not in the best neighborhood. Let's do when it. When I moved out of my parents' house, I went like <laughs> low, as low as I could, because I wanted to have shows in the basement. <laughs> I was like, I want to move to a neighborhood where the cops don't want to be. <laughs> <laughs> And it worked for like make a, like a year. high, make a honey hole. And then I had a neighbor that worked a late shift, and it didn't work out anymore. Because they'd come home and we'd be going. So they get inside. They start clearing the house. We get the overall zombie guy. He's pretty cool looking. Yeah, he's great. The big guy. It's gross. Yeah, that's yeah. Uncle Reed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a nice touch. That's like that's not in the original movie. Uncle Reed isn't a thing. No. Uncle Reed cool. has butthole mouth. Yeah. Yes. I mean, he's seen better days. There was uh, a guy walking up the street with no nose. That was a pretty gross looking fucking zombie. <laughs> but then, just like most zombie movies, there is the occasional one where it's like that guy has no makeup on. Yeah. Or like, but, is he even hey, trying? But it's all, well, I like it. Why it's cool about those? I like in this movie that you're seeing different stages of dead. That guy just walks sure. on a set. Well, that yeah. There's noseless guy. Well, the, yeah, and it's cool when they go back outside here. This is like maybe my favorite kill in the movie, my favorite zombie thing. The the one that he hit with the truck. Yeah. How you can tell its back's broke and it's all fucking twisted and contorted on the ground and it can't move. It's just like flailing its arms. This one seems oddly strong. Like he's not like why is he so dusty? Yeah. Mm. You hit him three times with if you hit a normal person with one of those, it hurts like hell you're going out. Right? But like a zombie, isn't it like rotting? The brain's flesh? not thinking about it, man. I know, but like you think they'd be more breakable. Yeah, probably, I feel, I bet it depends. Like the skull of a baby. <laughs> yeah, Why, yeah. I feel like it depends how long you've been dead. Oh, too. Okay, how how <clears> fresh <throat> the corpse? Like these are people that have died recent. The, the recently dead are returning to yes. life. Is what they say. Yeah, that they dude's don't say recently the old dead. dead. Oh, why? Who buried him in that fucking like those Zubats? Damn like, you, joggers. The, like yeah. this, this is one of those first moments where like God, he's bringing it in his performance. Yeah, that's his Planet of the Apes moment. <laughs> Damn you, dirty zombies! What hurts me really want this to be part of the ape universe. Yeah, uh, it was but... gonna get tied in later, and then they just didn't continue with it. She's calming down. He's he's starting to kill him. She's seeing that they can be killed. Yeah, uh, they never really explain why she's such a good shot, do they? I mean, she's a killer shot. Like every, when she wants do they to need hit to, it, though. 
They don't need to. I just like I, like. Hey, Barbara, you're pretty good. That gun. Mind tell me where you learned how yeah, to my shoot. My grandpa used to well, back in the Taylor. day. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. That was a real crack shot <laughs> on Hogan's Alley. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> the thing with her being hysterical at first and becoming stronger and smooth that works for me is like, it's not out of line that she'd be freaked out like that. Like, I right. mean, if you were just cruising right. with your brother to go to visit, you know, something you grave, probably do every year or whatever. And then all of a sudden, like, or someone months. came up and, like, some rotting man came up and fucking shoved his face into a grave. And then you, oh, we skipped over the, we didn't mention that, uh, it looks like a normal guy walking, then his clothes fall off because he's like a cadaver. Yeah. You can see where he's been like cut up for his, you know. Also, I have this theory that, uh, Johnny would still be alive had Barbara not stabbed him in the hand and kicked him in the face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that moment too, though, because it's also that seems real. Right. You know, like there's some stuff like that in movies, like how come everyone's like the go, like, kind of using the crack shot. Yeah. That moment is like, that's real. You're suddenly right. struggling, you're like, fuck, you're trying to help me accidentally, like, stab your buddy. Like, I mean, like, it just feels organic and frantic. Right. I love it. But, so I buy her being all hysterical at first, because all the shit that just happened. And then, you know, it takes a moment, once she's, like, kind of in the situation, and Ben's kind of, like, he calms her down here when they talk, like, <laughs> well, he bitch, starts, bitch be cool! Yeah, he starts <laughs> explaining to her here, like, basically, like, the things he has heard might be happening, whether it's, like, a chemical spill, someone said it's escaped convicts. Like, there's that many escaped convicts that look all fucked well, up. He tells that yeah. story about being at the diner, too. That's awesome. Like, or whatever. Yeah. It's so, yeah. like, that monologue. Ooh. And then he, it's, it's, it's showing, like, night. and he cries a little bit when he's telling the story, which is like another thing that they put it's in cool. this that kind of gives it more depth, where it's like, you would be pretty upset. Oh, yeah. At that point, everyone you know is either dead or in peril. It's like, intense, too, because, like, it's not just in his eyes. It looks like his fucking nose is running, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Todd real brings it, dude. It's a hell of a performance. But, yeah, it's, it's he's perfectly cast. I mean, like, Brought that's... Brought to you by Tabasco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tom's like, I have an idea. Just throw this Tabasco in your eyes before the take. Yeah. He's like, well, I don't want to do that. <sighs> I mean, he goes for it, though. Like, you know, he really had all those bees in his mouth and candy, man, and shit. Like, yeah. it's fucking nuts. Didn't he get paid something like $5,000 every time a bee stung him? I thought that was his clause in the sequel. If he was going to do the sequel, he's like, I'm doing it, but this time I want money for every sting I get. And they're like, okay. And he's like, fuck yeah. So he made like an extra $500,000. <laughs> yeah. Put him in my mouth <laughs> right now. Dude, I went to visit uh, my a friend and a fucking bee flew in the window and stung me right here on the finger. Like, oh, it hurt so bad. I've never felt such pain. It was like two days ago. It's itching right now. We just yeah, triggered that's you. The yeah, worst I had forgotten about it. <laughs> yeah, and it's like I'm leaving. The stinger starts going. Like, are they talking about me? <laughs> it's still in there. No. Oh, I'm, like be, it, I'm being facetious. <laughs> uh, what got on here? So they talk for a bit. Blah blah blah. You know, Ben. Um, ben, ben kills some, more zombies. He finds oh. some bullets. Oh and yeah. Then he's like, oh, well, there must be a, a gun. gun. Yeah. And that's where we get the gnarly like suicide, partial arm devoured. Oh, guys incredible. There, which is a really good shot. This fucking pump-action rifle. You don't see enough of that shit in movies. Right. Well, I like when he goes up there, too. Like, uh, it's cool because, like, you know, although there's gore in this movie, there's more gore than the original, it is done in such a way where it's still not, like, 
over the top in your face. Right. You know, it's like it's like you're usually seeing the aftermath of something. You know, one of the things Savini said is he didn't want to disrespect the original film, so they really toned all of the, uh, you know, all of the gore down. And it's still, I mean, it Which still has why, incredible gore. It does, just, it does. But that's like one of the reasons, in his opinion, he he feels like the film didn't do as well because a lot of people went to see it thinking it was. It's going to be Savini blood like gore fest, yeah. right? I'd like to see both. I like this, but you know, it'd be. You know, if we could get two cuts, I'd yeah. watch both. I mean, there there <laughs> is more gore they like pulled out. Like they had more like like headshots, like like exploding yeah. brains that they yeah. pulled out. Um, but that moment you see that corpse, the suicide, like that you can see the brains blown out and like the arms chewed off. And they, I guess they got an actual amputee for that, so they could just like put crap nice. on the end of his arm. Like said, like forty percent of his ideas didn't make it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, that's a lot. That's almost 50% if I'm doing the math right. Yes. Which is a fucking lot to cut out. Unfortunately, there is no and will never be a director's cut, which is a, there's bummer, a like, bummer. But there's like the footage is out there. Why doesn't he want to cut it? Not good enough to put into the film. Oh, it's one of those things like the all the Friday 13 sequels where yeah. like they got rid of the... So we just had the VHS daily shit? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I think because they show... The special features on this Fucking DVD, bullshit. they show it and it looks like trash, but mm-hmm. like when they kill Mr. McGrew, Mr. McGrew, you shot Mr. McGruder. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they, right. Like that, like when she, they, there's like a cut, like they show that and they show his brains like, like all over the, the door. And it's like, holy shit. Fuck. It's gnarly. <laughs> it's like, I didn't do that hole. That hole was there already. Is he dead now? Is he dead? He's in it. Are you watching? That seems yeah. great. Like, whoa. Oh, yeah. That was like one of my favorite line is when she's like, you can talk to me about losing it when you stop screaming at each other like a bunch of two-year-olds. Yeah. That's fucking some shit Yeah, Barbara talking, takes, dude. she takes charge. Um, but yeah, you're talking to me being respectful to it, too. He, um, he said like his goal of the movie is to make zombies scary again. Because mm-hmm. he's like around this time is when like, you know, you had beer ads with the zombies in it. You had fucking Dead Heat with Joe Piscopo. You know, like, he's like, zombies weren't scary anymore. And he wanted to make them scary again. Yeah. You know, um, which, you know, I think that's cool. And so yeah, he went making like fair. Like my boyfriend's back, I think, had come out too. That was a late 80s one. Where it's yeah. like, it, my best friend's a zombie. And we're yeah. going to try to like figure out how to feed him without killing people. Another thing that uh, I was to say too, I was thinking about it. To me, you said is that uh, how do you pronounce his name? Golan. 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 Because it, it's Golan Globus when it's the canon canon. Right. But yeah, as like a producer, so is he the money guy basically? Well, he was yeah. So he was one of the producers, and he was like, apparently, you know, fought with Tom a lot and was constantly having him make cuts and wouldn't let him do shit. And Tom said like. As a first-time director, he felt like he wasn't able to say anything. You know, yeah. he's like he I just felt, took it. He's like, I felt if George had been there more, you know, he probably would have backed me up a little bit. But as a first-time director, I didn't feel like I had any credibility. George is getting new glasses made. Yeah, it's <laughs> like you know, I like these, but they need to be a little bit bigger. <laughs> They're just not big enough. <laughs> yeah. R.I.P. George. We're gonna have to make something custom. We don't have anything bigger. Oh, you make it. We're getting close to uh So yeah, we get some surprise. There's honkies in the basement. <laughs> yeah, so when yeah, it's cause when he's upstairs. It wasn't a tuxedo. Ba-da, ba-da. 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 He does like a Fred Astaire dance sequence. Yeah. Like that's a weird thing. Why is Hello, that? Hello, my honey. Hello, my baby. 
But yeah, he's upstairs wow, looking Betty for Lou. shit. And uh, when he's up there, there's like... Or Judy Rose. Sorry. Yeah. Judy Rose! <laughs> uh, <laughs> it reminds me of um, an Evil Dead 2. He's like, Bobby Jones! Yeah. You know? Yeah, dude, Tom's like... He he could have been a character on the Andy Griffith show. <laughs> it's like if a we character don't do anything from like that, Judy Rose, come on. He slightly yeah. looks like yeah. Bill Paxton too, right? <laughs> yeah, he's like his cousin. Um, but yeah, so Ben's upstairs looking for supplies, and then Barbara starts screaming because something's come out of the basement. Ben runs down. We discover it's more people. We got Tom Towels as Harry Cooper, <sighs> and. <laughs> Yo, yo. Such a piece of shit. Oh, but he's great in it. But I mean, he he's a piece of shit in Henry Porch uh, serial killer as that's well. That's true. As Otis, which that's where everyone's going to know him yeah. from, is Otis. I mean, that's a hell of a role. Henry Porch serial killer is a, I think that's a fucking disturbing movie. Yeah, it's a once every five years movie. But it's, but it's great. One. It's fucking great. And then his wife, Helen, is down there. And his daughter, Sarah, is sick. Mm. Has some sort of illness. We're not sure what it is. Mm. Uh, we might find out later. Uh, Tom's also in Stuart Gordon's Pit in the Pendulum with Lance Anderson. And, oh, Jill and I have been watching Seinfeld again. I just saw him on Seinfeld. Um, I think it's the yogurt episode. Is that the one where Lang gets bit by the dog? Who, Tommy? Tom, Tom, yeah, Harry Cooper. He's the guy with the dog that bites Elaine. Oh, nice. But he's only in, like, you don't only see him, like, talking. Like, once he has, like, how the fuck do I know that guy? And, like, yeah. went down a rabbit hole. I was like, oh, my God. That's Otis? <laughs> that's wild. But just in that one scene. Yeah. Um. He's like, hey, I want the name of your friend. You know, blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, she makes a big stink when the dog bites him. Sure. I think that's the frozen yogurt episode. But then we got McKee Anderson as Helen Cooper. She has 15 screen credits, her name. Uh, 10, which were made before this movie. And I don't know fucking any of them. So we'll just move right on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> William Butler is Tom. Uh, in Friday Zones, we know him from Friday 13th, Part 7, New Blood. I reckon Uncle Billy did. <laughs> <laughs> What's the uncle's name again? Uncle Reed. Reed. Uncle uh, Reed. Ghoulies too. He came back to Who is he in New Blood? I don't know. But he's in it. Ghoulies 2 is awesome. Probably the best of the Ghoulies. I would agree. Uh, he's in Spellcaster. He's in Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. And he's also done work for KB for special effects. He's worked on some bangers like From Beyond, Cellar Dweller, and Nate's Guilty Pleasure, The Flintstones movie. Booyah. <laughs> he would work on that movie. <laughs> and Katie uh, Finneran is Judy Rose. Um, she's best known for roles on uh, Michael J. Fox's show and the Netflix show Bloodline. And Hogan's Guilty Pleasure, You've Got Mail. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Nate gave him a look like It's like what? Sleepless in Seattle on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, now I want to know who the fuck she is and sleep and fucking you've got mail. She's uh, the bagel lady. And, I don't know. and as Nate mentioned, their daughters here, and I didn't make a note who the fuck the actress is, but yeah, I mean, we get she gets some cool shots of her later, but I don't know her from anything. Uh, but yeah, ben, but then when they come out, Ben's like, "Didn't you hear us? We could use some help." And Harry lies to him like. Hey, I can't see through walls. Oh, fuck. Yeah. You know, and, and Tom immediately is like, no, we heard her screaming for help and we did. We were we scared. Were, yeah. So we ignored you. <laughs> um, and then Tom's like, this is my uncle's house. It's just me and my girl, Judy Rose. <laughs> and then Judy Rose just pops out like, huh? Like, it's just, she's just there. She's like, she's like a cocker spaniel. Yeah. And she's a little dim. I know who she is. <laughs> she's uh, in the way a lot right at first. And then she kind know, of inhabits the um 
freaked out space that Barbara yeah. was originally, I think. So in a it way. lets Barbara grow and you can still get some screams. Yeah. Yeah. Because she like once like when they start trying to board shit up real soon here. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, that's basically um, shit up. they start talking around vehicles, you know, hey, who's got vehicles, blah, blah, blah. Ben and Harry are just arguing about that. Oh, we already talked about that. Blah. But then that's when they found that there's a gas pump outside. So it's like, hey, let's start burning up these windows and doors. And while we're doing it, keep your eyes out for the keys to the gas pump. And they're trying to sit and have a conversation. And Harry's just like, why the fuck are we talking? Like, let's do something. Let's just go like, downstairs. But he doesn't want to do anything. Like, yeah. He doesn't want to actually do any work. He just yeah. wants it to be done. I don't think it's done. good. You'd lock ourselves down in the basement. <laughs> I mean, it's clear there's like some some class play here, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, they probably had a fucking Mercedes that broke down on the side of the road or something like that. You know? For yeah, sure. They're, they're going to like a wedding or a ball yeah. or a fundraiser. Now they're stuck in a farmhouse you know. with a bunch of hillbillies. Yeah, there's there's... Rich honkies, and there's like the backwoods honkies, and then Barbara and Ben are much more level headed, like normal fucking people. Yeah, Tom's nice though. Tom, Tom like, is Tom, nice. I mean, he like he's a farm boy, but like he's he's nice. Like he and Jerry Rose, the two people, like when like Ben and Harry are fine, they're like, yo, like hey, stop it. Like this is our house. We could kick. It'd you be out, a shame you know? if something happened to them. Yes, yeah, so yeah. sure would. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they can just get some gas, and everything will be okay. Yeah. Um, Maybe they taste better roasted. Let it blow over. Tom and then Tom tells them the story about how his uncle died and got sick and all stuff, and he turned and then he attacked his cousin, Uncle Reed. Uncle Reed. Yeah. While Harry simultaneously saying like, "That's not what happened. He wasn't dead. Uncle Reed. He couldn't have been dead, huh? Uncle Reed and (laughs) cousin Skeeter. And then Harry goes downstairs just to like threaten his wife and calls everyone a yo-yo a bunch. (laughs) I I don't know if anyone remembers actual quotes from that scene, but he's. Just yo-yoing it off. Yeah. No, I think he just says, what are you, a bunch of yo-yos? <laughs> so Which I don't it, think I've ever heard before or after. No, it didn't like, I'm going to start calling people yo-yos all the yeah. time now, though. Let's bring it back. <laughs> or bring it for the first time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sarah's fever's gotten worse. Yeah. <laughs> she just, this little girl's just sweating profusely. Like, I've never seen a child sweat like that. It's crazy. She's yeah. glistening. It's, it's like, whoa. Her fever's getting worse. Like, dude, she's also fucking like sweating out four gallons of liquid. This right. is like, and she know. shouldn't be. Like, theoretically, a farmhouse basement that'd yeah. be pretty cool. And like, they never oh, yeah. said there's no running water or anything. Why are they doing nothing for her? Right. There's not a bowl of water. There's not a rag. I the one time <laughs> that uh, Mr. Ben fucking suggests the blankets, he like takes his jacket off and <laughs> jack off takes his jacket <laughs> off. And puts it on her, and she's like, but her legs are still not covered, dude. Like, try a little. I, I bet if there's a scene, like, we didn't see when they first got there, and it's like, oh, your daughter looks sick. Why don't we get smashed? No, we're going to the basement, you fucking yo-yo. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, shit, okay. Yeah. Like, I mean, I got aspirin and, like, yo! band-aids. No, yo-yos! It's basement only. Go in the basement. Guy. That's what I learned. Uh, yeah, it's like what makes him so knowledgeable about where to hide from zombies. <laughs> and we also later get that uh, Ben came from the closest city. So the city they think they should go to, he knows that it's fucking chaos. All right, he's like, there, it's a war zone. And then shortly after that scene, they find the TV in an upstairs side room, and they see basically like a PSA with no like footage or talking, but just like saying like, you know, there's some shit going on, which shows that it's a larger scale than just like that area. It's showing us that it's a, it's a nationwide at least problem. Possibly worldwide. I got burnt out on zombies for a while after like all the zombie walk stuff and all that seems really fucking lame to me. Yeah. And like, it's not that I don't think that like dressing up like a zombie is cool. 
it just seems a little too like Nightmare Before Christmas for me or something like hokey. And I love Nightmare Before Christmas. Saw it in the theater. I think it's a very it's a masterpiece. Yeah. But I'm not going to wear a Jack Skellington stocking cap ever. Speaking of why they just showed Harry drinking his a drink right there in the basement yeah, while he, his wife and his, yeah he snagged a beer when he was in the kitchen it's a beer i took a no, i took some notes about this beer late on kind of beer all right let's see here uh i just beer had trivia a, beer trivia that's not gonna hold anything uh <laughs> so tom has a t-shirt with uh the iron city beer logo on the front this is the same drink uh consumed in this movie and the original dawn of the dead Mm-hmm. by the Redneck Militia, and it's also the same brand of beer that George Romero's production company, The Latent Image, had produced a commercial for during their early years. Huh. Oh, thanks. that's really that's, good trivia, Hogan. Thanks yeah. for that. Yeah. Wow. I was curious, but I didn't know what to, how to even look for that. So Now we know. Yeah, uh, I like zombie movies quite a bit, I uh, but I think that whole Walking Dead boom kind of just... There's zombie fatigue. That is when it happens. It's zombie fatigue. Yeah. It, but I mean, honestly, it's also kind of like why things like Nightmare on Elm Street end too. Like you get to a point where there's like, and those are great movies. I'm not saying they're bad, but like same idea where you have so much of it. You get to a point where audiences and people in general are just like, I've had enough of this. Yeah. You know, I mean, I still love Freddy Krueger, but that is why those movies went away. You know, it's like we've already sold all the bubble gum, all the train cards, all the dolls, all the toys, the folders, the talking dolls, the masks like the we're, seeing, we're seeing the return. The glove. <laughs> Smell the glove. Um, yeah. Just that and, patch and, I got, dude. Uh, Etsy. Someone made a embroidered patch that's the cover for Smell the Glove. Oh, God. It's like they made it like they draw. They drew something. Similar to how it's described. And it's, yeah. Yeah, it's just a woman's face, someone holding a leather glove in her face. I'll show it to you later. Do you have it? It hasn't shown up yet. It was Ooh. on Etsy. They Very had exciting. three left when I ordered one. Um, we have the we have the Spinal Tap album here. We also have the Derek Smalls solo album. Is that his name? Oh, Smalls? Yes. Yeah. We have the, there's a solo LP. It's not very good, but like came across it once. I didn't know it existed. And it was on vinyl. I was like, My friend Amy bumped into him at a restaurant in Chicago when she oh. was there. He was just sitting there eating. It's like, and she loves The Simpsons too. Yeah, and he's got he does a bunch of voices on that. I can't remember who, but he does a lot of voices. I think he's Principal Skinner. Oh, okay. I know it's the main characters. I I think because he's the one who's going to stop doing the show, and they're like, "No, you're too main." He's like, "Fine." He just he's like, "I don't." He's like, "I don't even think the show's good anymore." But like, they basically threw like he threw like an insane number at him. They're like, "Okay, we'll pay that." Yeah. He's like, "Okay." Yeah. <laughs> I need to start working on my voices. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I, I mean, would you, would you say that's kind of your, the zombie thing though? It's not that you dislike zombie movies, just got like burnt out because there's everything was zombie for a minute. Yeah, I mean, zombies for me is Italian shit and the Romero stuff, pretty much. And then of course, like, there's a few fun ones like Return of the Living Dead that also get a big pass because they're so amazing. After a certain while, yeah, it was like we watched the first season of Walking Dead. I liked it. I think we started the second season. We might have finished it. Um, and yeah, there started being all these zombie walks and stuff, and I, it just seemed lame to me. I don't know, like yeah. if I should have thought it was cool or not. There's just there's a certain element of that culture that I don't. It doesn't register with me. Well, I remember when that first season came out and thinking like. This, there's no way this is gonna last. Yeah, you know, because it's, it's super violent, so strange. Yeah, <clears throat> and I'm not gonna lie, I'm hanging in there. I got eight episodes left. You're still I, in. We we this, bailed the, eventually. The show is over. 
this month, there's eight episodes left in the entire show. So I'm fucking. Joe and I watched in. a bunch of seasons, and it's like I think the quality of the show didn't diminish, but the formula of the show started to show a lot more than it did at first. I think and that's have, why I got you out take of any like, show like that though, that it's going to have that many yeah. seasons. Of course, is there comics have. that go along with all of this storyline off a of comic? I know. I'm just yeah. saying like, yeah. is it the first ha- five seasons are based on the comic and then they're just winging it. Now? I think they took some liberties and stuff. Yeah. 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 The biggest complaint that I hear from people about it and this, sorry, we're getting off on a side tangent. No, this is cool. Zombie the, talk. Like the biggest complaint that I hear from people about it is, you know, the lack of violence and, and, and whatnot. And for me, like, I never got that. Like, it always seems super violent to me. Right. Oh, yeah. But they're, they're saying, like, there is they're some saying cool practical it's gotten, like, far, it's, like, gotten further away from that. Oh, it has. Whereas, like, in my opinion, like, the, like, the zombie and the horror ele- elements were almost, like, set dressing, you know? I mean, it was a fucking drama. Well, that's, yeah. that's the same reason the Romero stuff you know? works. Like, I mean, like, you know, you, Nate touched on it earlier, like, there's, like, classism in this and, like, you know. Nile and Dead's about class and, you know, when it first came out in the 60s, like civil rights and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, Dawn's about consumerism, you know, like. Uh, oh, and there's definitely like a can we work together to survive yeah. in the, this type of event. And that, that's why all these movies work. Or is Harry going to be drama. in your house? Are you going to survive or is Harry going to be there? Fucking yeah. yo-yos. And I mean, that's why Walking Dead was also enjoyable at first because you're like, I can, you can tell these people love things like Romero and it's just, mm-hmm. you know. It was just more than I needed. Ultimately, it's. I I will say they they did make like a a very interesting jump somewhere, mm-hmm. and they they did like a time like a time jump. You know, mm-hmm. so this obviously takes course over fifteen years. I think, mm-hmm. you know, so they're obviously scavenging like anybody anybody mm-hmm. would be. But now, like we're on the back end of the show with these last last eight episodes. You know, yeah. And what's kind of interesting is like there's there's nothing left to scavenge, right? Yeah. You're not getting any more gas, you know, you're not yeah. vehicles don't work anymore. Like they've turned like truck beds uh you know for like F one fifties are now being drugged by horses. Right. Know? And so it's kind of like it's like post apocalyptic for real. Right. You know, and I think that, that was kind of an interesting thing that they did, you know, to end it on. Yeah. Well, if you tell me after these last eight episodes that I need to finish it up, <laughs> I'll do it. But I need to. Be, I just I need I to like know. I have to keep. I've eight episodes. I have to finish. I can't. Yeah, stop if I now. was that close, I'd watch it. I too. feel like it's almost saying that if the ending, like, like that's the kind of show, like I could go watch just the last season and be like, I'm fine. I missed the last four. Right. I mean, Jill and I were deep in it. I think we stopped. We stopped maybe like five or six episodes before spoiler that Glenn guy dies. Mm-hmm. So, and, but I think now that was probably even like fucking five or six years ago. Yeah. One of the, like probably the best characters in the show, which came Is out Glenn? of it with Jeffrey Dean Morgan joining as Negan. Like I thought mm-hmm. that, that character was really cool. Um, but anyway, that that's, you're right. That was like the tipping point. That's like when everything started to be, you know, then I started seeing like Disney presents, you know, like zombie movies. Zombie yeah. high school. Uh, yeah. yeah. And it was yeah. like, oh, fuck, here we go. You know, and then it's just like been more and more and more and more well, of it's, that. All that kind of stuff, too, is kind of, again, what Savini was saying with this movie then. That at the time, zombies weren't scary anymore. Right. You're making them too funny. They're right. they're in all these beer ads. They're, you got Joe Piscopo as a zombie cop. Like, that's that's kind of where, like, Walking Dead has led us with zombies too. I think there's the zombie right. fatigue again. It'll be a long time for zombies are really cool again. Tra- uh, Last Train to Basan or whatever is all- fucking great. Yeah. That's a, it, have you seen that, Nate? I have not. 
I think Joe Bob Shillette. It's, I haven't seen any Joe Bobs in a while. I need to get Shutter again. That's a that's a fantastic zombie movie. I'd I have put that it up if there. you would like to borrow it. Well, I would. It's one of those. Oh, things it's right where, here in this bag. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I commonly uh, I work almost every night, so there's really one night a week that Emily and I watch something. Right now, we're going through a bunch of old sci-fi stuff. We watched Alien One and Aliens, and then we uh, tried Part Three. We didn't really finish it. I didn't really care. I haven't seen Part Three in a while. Is that the one with Winona? Yeah. No, that's Four. Yeah, that's that's Resurrection. the worst one. Hey, it's Hogan from the Fright Zone, and I'm in a big fucking hole. While I'm down here, I figured I'd just say, thanks for listening. Yeah, like and subscribe. And if you're on social media, hit us up at Fright Zone Podcast on Instagram. Or drop us a line via email on our website, thefrightzone.com. You know what's cool? The fact that you take time out of your busy day to listen to the Fright Zone Podcast. Please take time to rate and review the show on Apple, iTunes, or wherever you listen to the show. You know what else would be cool? What? I can't hear you! Well, it would be cool if you could check out our new Patreon page, which you can find the link for on our website. Anything helps us to get Hogan out of this godforsaken hole, whether it be a rope, a ladder, or some kind of chain. And hurry! The defecation bucket is reaching maximum load capacity! Oh, God. And now, back to the program. Why are you guys making those noises? Help! Hey, so lost us movie we haven't been talking about, but here's here's basically what we've missed, guys. They're boarding up windows, and then zombies kind of break through the windows, and then they bore up the windows again, and then the racist hairy dude comes up and fucking gives Ben some shit, and then he's like, "I'm king up here, you're king down there," or whatever the fuck they yeah. say. Yeah. It's I mean, and like Hogan said, they go downstairs, they go upstairs, yeah. they yeah. go downstairs, and that's not the talk shit in this movie. It's just again, you need to see not only that it's about the mood, it's it about all the tension. takes place within it's in a house, a very small farmhouse. Yeah. And again, if you guys haven't seen On the Dead, fucking go watch it. <laughs> yeah, which is a brilliant way to shoot a low-budget film. Because it's like, as long as you have access to this place, oh, you yeah. can shoot whenever. Uh, Just I mean, get you some lights. <laughs> so anyway, this part in the movie, we've established that now there's a truck, they need gas, and unfortunately there's a fucking gas pump, but it's locked. They need the keys to the pump. Yep. So now we're searching the house. And it's Uncle Remus's keys. What's his name again? <laughs> Uncle Reed. Reed. I would say that's the first letter, right? <laughs> Is that the cousin's name? The cousin had a name kind of like that. Cletus. Weedus. Um. <laughs> Uh, Beavis, <laughs> and this is the part where like they start sh- shooting and shit, and they do that. You can talk to me about losing it. That whole line we said earlier. Um, Harry's down in the basement talking shit to his wife. I think at this point it, he's actually hit her once. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I like when Ben's open hand slap. Yeah, Dude, Ben's like, "You're not doing anything. Might want to look for those gas keys down here." Yeah. Which is a foreshadowing, of course. And she's like, gas? What? He's like, there's a gas pump out there, but these yo-yos don't know how to find a gas pump key. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or something. And he's like, and you refuse to <laughs> help? yo-yos don't even know what gas is. And, and Helen goes upstairs and starts trying to be helpful, and Harry even goes up and tries to stop her from being helpful. Yeah. What a and, dick. Yeah. He's, he's just like the worst Gets in the way of everything. Ever. Any possible success that they would have is thwarted by Harry. Hey, it's Mr. Magruder. Yeah. Dude, or I Iggy love, Pop. I love they say yeah. his name. <laughs> on a bad <laughs> night. Yeah. Uh, Late 70s. into your house, between, like, yeah. Iggy Pop yeah. and Nick Cage. Banging on your windows. 
It's also strange yeah. that Harry doesn't even think they're dead, though, but he's still like, we got high in this basement. Yeah, when he's watching the news and the news guy's saying, like, the CDC says that it's just yeah. this, like, <laughs> random germ. And he's like, yeah, that's what it is. Like, he's like, it's, there's no way it's that they're dead. He's, he's just, it's fake news, and he's totally that guy. If he oh, existed absolutely. in today's culture, yeah, yeah. he would be I that guy. Who, I know who he voted for. Yes. That's <laughs> so then Barbara uh, shoots him. She's trying to, like, show them that, like, they're you dead. have to shoot him in the head and that they're dead already. Yeah, because this, this real spooky, long-limbed, scrawny, bald zombie thing comes through the window, and she, like, It's like Gandhi. It. It's spooky, dude. <laughs> it moves, the way it moves is real spooky freaky yeah and she shoots it a bunch of times in the chest it's, right here. it's maybe here the go. one thing i dislike about this oh, movie this that zombie i think it's spooky because when she shoots it in the head it like i don't know it like collapses in on itself and goes back well and i'm think- thinking aren't you wasting bullets but at the same time like she's got to prove her point and it also shows that she's a crack shot hell yeah that when she wants to hit it, she will. It's all that time on the combat ranch. How do you know how to fire a gun, yo-yo? It's been a weekend on a combat ranch. <laughs> this is a montage flashback. We're training with Johnny. Johnny's like helping her steady the gun <laughs> and stuff. So they kill those zombies, and then there's a lot of some talking. And then they... Uh, <laughs> and then Harry... Uh, he, he, that's when he goes TV. and watches the TV, yeah. He hears that there's talking. And instead of being like, hey, everybody... They're telling us what's going on on the TV. He sneaks up, makes sure nobody sees him sneak mm-hmm. up, watches what he wants to watch, then turns, unplugs it and tries to steal the TV. <laughs> but he later says he's not trying to steal it, but he obviously was trying to steal it. So it's like, why wouldn't you be like, hey, come see this? Or like, if they miss it, come downstairs and say, hey, this is what's going on, everybody. Especially since it was proving all of the points he wanted to hear. Yeah. 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 He's carrying the TV down, yeah, because he's saying, and then Ben sees him, like, what the fuck is this douchebag doing? So Ben's, like, trying to take the TV back, and in the struggle, falls down, down into the, the basement. But that's where you get the great line, you can't get any reception in a basement, dickhead! <laughs> <laughs> you can now. We're looking at our phones in a basement. Hogan can't get any reception. Oh, but... I'm good now. Okay. Thanks to that yo-yo. Nice. <laughs> uh, I call me a yo-yo! <laughs> and then uh, they, uh... For some, uh, yeah, Barbara looks outside. She keeps trying to convince Ben that, like, they could make it past them if they just ran out. Like, that's her theory, is that, like, they could just get away if they don't let it get too uh, compact. Too close. Too close when they let too many. Which they could. Yeah. This is 1990. These zombies are very slow. Yes. And they definitely show that the zombies are coming because of all the racket. So in a way, they're oh, yeah. also kind of shooting themselves in the foot and be like, over here. So if they just went upstairs and like all took a nap, yeah, they would probably disperse. Be safer. It's true. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, I think they're trying to Yeah. I feel like they can kind of smell living people though. Because there's that one scene where she passes the lady with the doll and it's like her eyes are gouged out and <laughs> missing. And it's like you can kind of see like right when she passes, she's like, wait a minute, that's a person. Yeah. And then, you know, so if they were all sleeping up there, maybe the breeze would come through the window and catch their scent right. and take it out to them so they'd be fucked anyway, but <laughs> maybe not as fucked. Man, this guy's hair. They, there's some bad hair in this. He is in uh, Dawn of the Dead. Is he? Yeah. 
He also is a reporter in Dawn of the Dead. Nice. If you watch the other people that are working there, are gather around the TV as the other reports come in. Watch this stuff. Oh, nice. There's like cool details like this. Maybe like watch they all like as the scene goes on, they start gathering in the back, like watching stuff. Yeah. It's cool. I, I like like that. Like it feels kind of like even the like news doesn't really know what's going on either. Like, oh, look at this crazy shit. This movie does so much right. Like for his first feature length film, like this is like yeah, it's good, man. How did it do in the box office? Is there a reason he didn't get asked to do poorly? Oh, it did. It had a budget of four and a half million dollars, and it made just over five. Okay, mm. so everyone g- got their rent paid for a year or something. Yeah, <laughs> the top five people. Are but it did top help five investors. Uh, Romero and company get their copyright, though. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's just interesting because, again, in hindsight, like again, not a huge. Uh, success at the time how much did the original night of the living dead make that made a ton of money right for somebody else yeah <laughs> everybody but george because <laughs> yeah. that was like so low budget and they didn't have to pay to even show it mm-hmm. so you got any ticket sales are just profit after the whole uh dickhead thing barbara goes outside she has the idea that maybe the body of tom's uncle has the keys on him since they threw the corpse out there earlier uh then when they're out there uh, the zombie that killed Johnny walks up and Barbara takes him out. And you know, it's the one because he still has the thing that she actually stabbed Johnny in the hand with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fucking... like the cross decoration from the cemetery. You're right, though. Johnny might have made it. She would have stabbed him right in the vein on his hand with yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe Johnny would have worn gloves that covered his whole hand. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, you get kicked in the head and stabbed in the hand within 20 seconds while, while also <laughs> being attacked by somebody. Yeah. That presumably smells really gnarly, too. Yeah. Man, they should have killed Harry, like, now. Yeah. Don't tell me our reception works, motherfucker! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ice him in front of his wife. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So that's how you do it. Yep. <laughs> Just drag his ass and throw him out with the garbage. Another one for the fire. Uh, and Yeah, it kills that zombie... And then that, this is where I originally wrote, like, did I miss why she's such a good shot? Because at this point, she's making shots from, like, 100 yards and shit. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, she did have an older brother. Yeah. Maybe right. that's it. Uh, this is where there is stuff come about the MPAA. Because, like, when she's getting those headshots here, Savini said, like, they shot, like, cool, like, brain splatters and stuff. Oh, yeah. Outside here. Um, something's cool in this movie from an effect standpoint. If you do notice, like, whenever they're fighting zombies, they really made a point that they're, like, Tom wanted to do this way where you always see impact. You aren't cutting away from, from like kills when they're like beating people with things like um, when she's beating uncle Reed with the fire poker, you see, like, it, you like see her hand him, like all the time. Yeah. Um, uh, when Ben shoves that zombie out the kitchen door, he shoves the end of yeah. the crowbar into its dome. Like he wanted to, you see impact. Same like when they kill Johnny, you see Johnny fucking smack on, you know, the grave like he that was his whole thing he wanted to be where you're buying it because you're seeing so much impact to the point where you're almost like taking it for granted when you're watching it and that 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 works like, like it is something that's in it i'm listening i just like that shot i'll forget to mention it where they're digging for the keys Ooh. and all this money's falling out and no one cares about the money because money <laughs> yes. wouldn't matter anymore oh yeah <laughs> totally out of all of those the crowbar probably holds up the best yeah it's just a retractable it just retracts right into it when he hits it. Yeah, because the one with Uncle Reed, it's like so clearly 
like a foam dummy, you know, and like yeah. even though the sound effect is there, like you can just visually see that like poker bouncing off of it, you know. Yeah, which is kind of a bummer. More and more zombies moving on that house, guys. Really, because all that sound they're making. Yeah. Uh, and then so then like once they had the keys, they're like, "We got the keys. We're ready to rock." Uh, ben gets that torch race and keep the zombies at bay as Judy and Tom head out to the to the uh, the truck. Because yeah, they decide because Judy's grew up. She's was driving she trucks and she was eleven rigs. years old. <laughs> yeah. She had some power wheels. She knows. Tell what's him up. I can do it, Tommy. Tell <laughs> him, tell him. It's true. She rides big old trucks. Yeah. And she does a pretty <laughs> good job driving, but she's also being sort of hysterical and not paying any fucking attention. Yeah. yeah. So like they get in the truck, you know, Ben's, you know, starting some zombies on fire and shit. And Judy Rose is driving that truck like a bat out of hell and it throws Ben from the back. And this torch is left behind the back of the truck. Um, just going. And then uh, they get to the pump. Tom discovers it's the wrong key. It doesn't work. So he takes his shotgun out to shoot the lock off. Which maybe I, maybe you, if you were in distress, that would happen. But there's but no one there. So. I don't think so. Yeah, there was nobody around them. Yeah. What are you trying to like beat it off with the blade yeah. gun, maybe? You always try to beat it off first. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like even, even when he shoots the lock off, it potentially could have still been okay if that torch wasn't in the back of the truck. Yeah. Yeah. Because like he shoots it and it blows up because the gas hits the torch and then things just go real south. Like if it was just spraying out, you'd even you still have time you could put it in there and fill up the tank of gas so and get the fuck out of there. Right. Right. Well, you could get a spark. That could have been a spark too yeah. from the. Oh, I'm not, I'm not saying you should. <laughs> listeners, do not go try to shoot padlocks off of gas pumps. But it's like you, you said, know, it's, it's a free for all. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what would be a better what would be a better option: a shotgun or a rifle to shoot a padlock. Probably a shotgun. Should we right? go get fucking yeah, Barbara for crack shot, shot dude? Yeah. Where's her rifle's gonna shoot it Barbara straight just, in? Like, she can just do it from the house. <laughs> <laughs> and there's still like gunpowder and shit. It would be. But uh, yeah, so he shoots that, and the gas sprays in the truck fucking immediately explodes. Immediately barbecuing Judy Rose. It's and definitely Tommy. one of those bye shots. Bye, it's bye, a, bye, Judy Rose. Oh. It's uh, like what's that fucking MacGruber shower? It's like, are you okay? <laughs> like you think they're gonna be all right? <laughs> like there's absolutely no way that they didn't die in that exact moment. It's a sweet looking explosion too, and Ben just looks so defeated because he's out there. He's yeah. probably thinking, "Good thing I was thrown from that fucking truck." Yeah. <laughs> And right. then there were four. And Ben starts making his way back to the house, fighting through the hordes of zombies. Meanwhile, at the house, Harry's uh, like, go back down to the basement, Helen. And then she goes downstairs like, oh, fuck. Well, she, like, she's like, well, I won't wait for Ben. He's like, get the fuck down there. You know, and Barbara's um, like popping off shots. Yeah, out of the she's hole trying to cover window. Ben as he makes his way back. Yeah. And that's when Harry, you really get the turn of just how fucking selfish and evil is dude. Is. And he's just like, I want that gun. Yeah. You know, and he's like turns on her. Cause no one's around anymore. That's why he's like he basically tells his wife to go downstairs so he can fucking steal yeah, a gun from the other lady. Barbara. And when he grabs the gun, she gets turned around so the zombies' arms yeah. start coming in the window and holding her. She manages to fucking turn it around like pro wrestling style. <laughs> yeah, dude. And get him into the headlock. And you know, at that point, I was like, yes, yes, like rip his fucking head off or something. When they're like, grabbing his face and he's like. Ah! And he's yeah. screaming. That shot's awesome. It's his worst fucking it's nightmare. It's so good. It looks spooky. He, like, you can oh. tell, but when he wimps out, when like Tom's trying to get the window boarded back mm-hmm. up, and he's standing there, and he's like, doesn't want to give him the hammer and nail. Just yeah. all hot air for sure. Yeah. He's totally full of shit. It's a puss. That's that's why he just wants to hang on there because he's fucking scared shitless. Yeah. Um. But so yeah, Ben fights his way through. Gun. He gets there. Um. He's like, let me in, and that's around when the zombies cut the power to the house. 
and it all goes black in there. And when Helen goes back down, that's when she finds Sarah. Sarah, and she's well. Sarah, she doesn't see Sarah in the same spot she's been seeing. She's her just gone. All the time. She's yeah. on the table. Where'd she go? So she goes down, door. and we get kind of like she's a, still sweaty. Yeah, she was giving me Real like stinky Reagan from The Exorcist vibes, yeah. kind of, wow. but zombified for sure. And She's her mouth spooky. opens real big. And... Yeah, when she opens her mouth, I know yeah. it's not an effect, but it looks almost like an effect. It's like that is a huge. They mouth. definitely Yo, said oh, a huge mouth. They definitely right? said like, open it as wide as you can. Then you see the little um, shovel thing that they stabbed the mom with in the original movies on the wall, and the blood the sprays on it. Yeah, the yeah. sickle, sickle. I mean, yeah. and it'd be hard to like kill your kid for sure not you know but but the, in this scenario your head back though and be like okay yeah get in there yeah <laughs> get you some yeah because you, you, like, then you're a zombie too and then you're gonna kill other people it's like you think you'd know, be in shock though too i would like run out you guys of have to kids, say, you guys like, have to you do it i couldn't do it i don't think and then i'd regret that for the next 15 minutes before i died you know or whatever <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> i think that might be part of this too is like Helen's just like giving up. She's just like, ah, I might as well get killed by my daughter. But that doesn't justify what Harry does in a few minutes. Ooh, yes. So like right after that, Ben, you know, Ben gets in the house. It's not bad enough. And he's in the house, and you know, Harry's still up there because they just that that struggle between Barbara and Harry just ended. And Ben comes in, and while they're there, and Harry does have the gun now. His daughter comes up from she like shambles up the stairs, blood dripping out of her mouth. And uh, of course, Ben's like, "You got shoot her, kill her." And he's like, "I can't." You know, fucking ninja Ben. And he's like, "Shoot her," you know. And um, yeah. and she goes in to get Barbara or Ben. It's not really clear which one she's going for, but towards those two. And Ben pulls a gun to blow her away, and that's when Harry's like, "No!" And he shoots Ben. Yeah. Like, oh shit! This fucking piece of shit. Yep. So he dies behind a chair. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, "It's a shootout." And then um, uh, Barbara blows away Sarah. So then. Harry goes to shoot Barbara, and that's when Ben gets a really killer shot off on Harry. Harry runs up the stairs, and they're in the shootout. And now we're at war and with then each other. He gets other. shot again. Yeah. yeah, and then Ben gets shot again, and he's bad. Harry retreats to the attic, and Barbara's like, "Let's go. We can still go." And he's like, "I'm, I'm hurt real yeah, bad. I'm, I, I'm you know. fucked up, sweetheart." <laughs> yeah. And she's like, "Well, if I can find help, I'll be back." You know. Um, Who are the real monsters anyway? Yeah. Uh. And then we get some sh- cool shots of the zombies eating the barbecued Judy and Tom. Um, we get that awesome one where Barbara blows the brains out of the zombie. It's carrying the doll around. It's kind of interesting if you think about it. Like You see those brains, too. Mm-hmm. It's gross. <laughs> is this like where the mouse eating is and stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. Harry was trying to get everybody to go down into the cellar. And Ben was trying to get everybody to stay upstairs, but Ben ended up in the cellar and Harry ended up in the attic. Yeah. yeah. It's it's good. And yeah. Barbara does what she said she wanted to do the whole time, which is like get going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and get, when she goes to, it's interesting. She's like proving her point. Almost. She doesn't shoot many zombies on her walk. She's just walking she's past them. She's walking by and like just looking at him like I'm walking right past them. Because that's the comment she makes multiple times when he's like, they're so slow. We could just walk right past them, which yeah. is all something you as a horror movie fan say when you watch them this stuff. Yeah. And, um, and Ben is just not having. He's like, "We're gonna be fine. We're gonna, like, we'll, we'll get here. We need to figure out what we're gonna do." He had all his money on the gas and the truck situation. Yeah, which would have been a good chance before the barbecue. Oof! <laughs> before that meat got all. How do you like your Judy Rose, man? Oh, <laughs> fucking well done. Oh, 
extra crispy. Can't you? <laughs> yeah, Ben goes downstairs. He sits out the bench in the basement, turns on the radio, and the broadcast voice on the radio is George Romero. Yep. Nice. That's cool. Um, but then it's when he's lighting up a cigarette, and he looks over and sees a very, very clearly labeled, hanging on the wall key that says, gas pump. Just in the basement where Harry was the whole time. If he just looked around for like two minutes, he would have found it. While he was drinking his beer. Yeah. Or honestly, I blame Helen for that one, too, because she didn't know they're looking for the gas keys. Because she went upstairs and looked for gas keys upstairs. It's like, why don't you go back down there and check on your kid and look around down there, too? I feel like Helen's hey, a Perry little bit of a punching bag. So much. Yeah, I think she <laughs> would have seen those fucking keys. Yeah. Like, I think Harry would actually yell at her for looking for the keys. Why are you looking for those keys? <laughs> yeah. For those yo-yos? Yeah. They don't know what to do. They're stupid. Let's hide in the basement more. <laughs> Um, Barbara runs into a group of humans who are out blasting zombies. They shoot her first thing. She's a zombie. Um, but then, you know, she joins up with them, cut the next day. Much we like- did, did you discuss Ooh. that they, they, I mean, we kind of joked yeah, yeah, yeah. about it, but they harvest a charred corpse from the burning yeah, gas yeah. pump. Yeah, they're, they're, dry, like they're all eating on, on Judy yeah. or Tom, I couldn't remember. I it's not clear. Yeah. It's pretty it's gnarly. Awesome. That whole moment's good. That, that, that moment is very much like the original movie, too, where you've seen them eating worms and mice and just weird just being fucked just up just being fucking wild zombie animals hell yeah <laughs> Hogan's like really enjoying himself watching this again over here yeah so you said yeah it's the next day <laughs> and we see Barbara hanging out yeah and like this is where you get you know uh, humans hunting zombies, burning zombies, hanging zombies from trees, drinking beer. Well, she gets snacks. picked up by rednecks. Like, what are you doing out yeah. here all by yourself, little, little lady? lady? Yeah, Ooh. so fucking demeaning. Which, like, I feel this is like what would really happen in real life. Oh, sure, right. In certain areas, that's exactly how it would be. I feel like we'd all be smart in our basements, yeah, or attics, or whatever. Pff, maybe you'll be uh, upstairs, yo yo. Yeah, <laughs> but there's just gonna be like fucking troves of rednecks driving around fucking getting shit they got their guns in the zombie survival guide it says one of the best things you could do is like go upstairs and then destroy the stairs because they can't climb yeah i also depending on which zombie i also read that entry yeah i thought about that that's like all my shit in the cabin baby it's that and then you like having like an axe bat or something of that nature because you don't have to reload it with a gun you run out of bullets it's worthless you're going to end up throwing it at the next zombie that's going to eat you. Yeah. <laughs> the next day when all that shit's going there's on. There's like a hot dog stand. There's a guy mm. serving coffee. Oh, dude, there's like a there's a cigarette cart. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Hell a yeah. it's like a fair. Which like it was just it was just craft services, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that yeah, they're the one of the games at the fair is that they're shooting some zombies that are hanging from a tree. There's some drunk guys in a corral, like fighting one zombie, one zombie at a time, and they're just like having a great time. And she makes a comment that says, "Like they're us." There's we were them. Like what'd you say? It's like having fun, and there's like shit. (laughs) (laughs) Just like walk away. They're they're obviously having fun. Like what a stupid question, Barbara. And then uh, there's the guy being interviewed by the news. And the guy, with the, the guy who's being interviewed on the news with the eye patch is the original Johnny from the original. Film. And he's saying what he says in the original, right? They're all fucked yeah, up. Or whatever. Yeah, they're, they're messed up they're all, all bad. Yeah, yeah, they're real messed up. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah. And they go back to that house uh, where we spent the whole film. And they cut the door of the basement open and zombie Ben comes out. No! Fucking bummer. Yeah, which is, and spoiler alert. And as pointed out... <laughs> 
It's on, on the, the cover. box of the VHS. Where it's like, dude, movie. you would look at that and go, that's Tony Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they just did this for the box. <laughs> well, maybe it's not him. He's a little greener than usual. Because if, if you've seen the original, our only kind of survivor, uh, again, this should not be a spoiler, but in the original, <laughs> Ben is the sole survivor. And when he comes out of the house, the rednecks in the movie shoot him and throw him on the burn pile. Oof. And it's like he spent all that time fighting and surviving, and then they just killed him because they thought he was a zombie. Or did they? Or did Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's the question. Um, so it's, pretty, it's a bummer. So he's like a zombie, and then like the rednecks shoot him, and uh, they're like, drag that out to the fire. But then Harry emerges, and he like grabs Barbara. You came back. You came back. You actually came back. <laughs> I always she- wonder, or I always, I wondered if those other guys heard him talking. Yeah, because they look at each other like, yeah, uh, yeah, because he says, "You come back, you came back," and Barbara raised the gun and well, blows him away. Yeah, which is it's great that she blows him away. Fav- it's like favorite you, kill. You don't even have to ask me. Is Harry <clears throat> getting killed? I just Fuck wish he yeah. could have gotten killed more. Right. Yeah, like many more times. Overkill. Yeah. Like, like she just she had like an automatic weapon. She yeah. shoots him, then she takes both the rednecks' guns and just like unloads all of them. Rambo yeah. threes him. It's like the boardroom scene in RoboCop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the fucking head. 209. Yeah. <laughs> and then he shows up. He's like, nice shooting. What's your name? Barbara. That's part of that scene. Somebody call an ambulance. <laughs> so good. And here we get some stuff that's definitely throwback to the original with like the black and white still frames. Oh, they wait, though. You didn't the say the line fire. she says after she blows him oh, away. Oh, sorry, sorry. She blows him away and those rednecks are like standing there and she's like, there's another one for the fire. Yeah. And that's when they look at her like, yeah, like she's cold. <laughs> yeah, then then they go outside and what's going on out there? Nate? They're having the the bonfire party like in the original, where they're like using meat hooks and shit to drag corpses into the pile, and they're partying, man. They're like drunk at noon or whatever time it is, just like having a ball. Like they trained their whole lives for this event, and it's the only thing that they could possibly be useful for. The music in the end credits, the best music in the movie too. It's awesome. Yeah. That- and you get like a close-up frame of like Barbara's eyes, and then it'll cut to like things she's seeing, and that's how the first one ends too, is with like still photographs yeah. of the final bonfire. But it's like in the original, it's them putting Ben's corpse on the fire and, and shit. And <laughs> it's oh, I, I dig it. I dig it a lot. I like right before they show those photos too. You get a moment when she first looks outside. You see a guy walk around taking photos in the shot. Which is yeah. cool. So like, I like that there's even that transition. Like, you're seeing the foes this guy just took there. It's kind of neat. I don't know. It's kind of neat. I would have watched a Night of the Living Dead too. That's just Barbara going around with rednecks killing fucking zombies. We'll never get because it doesn't do good enough. Yeah, but that's that probably why cool. it didn't yeah. happen. I bet they had hoped for that. Well, she is. She becomes a. She's like a Ripley type character yeah. in this. It's cool. And the second one could have been like Aliens, where it's like more of an action movie. Barbara like, goes to a mall. They go into the city <laughs> and fucking because then you could have. Zombie punk rockers. You could have oh, zombie yeah. beatboxers, zombie break dancers. Oh, that would be awesome, dude. <laughs> but like, yeah, <laughs> all sorts of shit. Because you have all kinds of different people. Like this is there's all this one. There is a zombie that's like a junkie mm-hmm. that walks that's by. Cool. Like well, he's got a needle hanging out Then he came back. Yeah, it's cool. So he's kind. I mean, that's definitely a city problem, right? I mean, I guess opioids are everywhere now, but back then, like, banging heroin was a city thing. 
He that. must be from the sea. He found his snack for later. He's I so love, stoked. I, lo- I love that mm. dude that's like right there that has the hand. And he's just like <laughs> beating the other body with it. The worst zombie in this is when they finally get into the house and they start walking in. There's a guy and it's in this scene. Okay. It's like the next shot. I think I'll point him out. Uh, <laughs> he's just a dude eating a ham sandwich. Like they just needed one more guy. And for some reason he got in the foreground and he's got no makeup on. And he's just kind of like. I'm supposed to walk in here or like, <laughs> like he doesn't look like he's being a zombie. Like he looks, he looks like he's looking for the meal cart. <laughs> they told me there's hot dogs in here. That's it. That's a remake. Um, favorite line in the movie for me is there's another one for the fire. I, I love it. The way she delivers it. And because like you said, it's your favorite kill. Whoa. It, it's already his favorite too. Yeah. That was weird. Um, it's just such a, like that, Line is just such a moment, you know. It's like, mm. we're going Planet of the Apes moment, also with the kill of the dude with the uh pickup truck. Oh, yeah, right yard. Yeah, that's good. I have that as my favorite kill. Um, I do love the kill area, but that kill at the pickup truck, like, and just the effect of the zombies back all twisted backwards and stuff is so mm-hmm. cool. So, what's your favorite line, Nate? Oh, mine was that uh, you can talk to me about losing it when you stop oh, screaming yes. at each other like a bunch of two-year-olds. That's like something I say to my kids every day almost. Yeah. <laughs> like it's Makes very be real. Home, like, listen, you bunch of yo-yos. Yeah. <laughs> I should probably start saying stuff like that instead of what I do say. <laughs> they pick up on stuff now. Um, what's your favorite kill, Hogan? It was it was one and the same with Oh, okay. With the the I truck, said. too? Yeah. We know Nate's favorite kills, Harry. Um, out of one to five frights, how many frights, Hogan? Because you love it, I know you love it. I know I it's do. a special spot in your heart. Um, if you're not ready, I can go too. <laughs> I'm conflicted. I'm somewhere between a three and a half and a four. Ooh, just say one. Three and a half. Cool. So with my rating. I, you know, I base a lot of it on rewatchability. This is rewatchable, but I still think like nine times out of ten, I'm going to go for the original just because it's just a perfect piece of oh, yeah. art and cinema. I don't know. I can't think of a single flaw in the first one. The flaws that are in this are minimal. Um, I would say like. I definitely would have liked another one. I feel like they did enough character development and she's a good actress and it's too bad that she didn't get to do more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I'm going to have to say three. I'm it's kind of just a middle of the road. Like I definitely watch this again. I'm going to watch it again. I would recommend it to people. Yeah. Uh, we just now watched it with the sound off and it was just as fun. I could see yeah. it definitely being one of those kinds of movies. Like I said, where it's like, you just put it on and you, play fucking death metal records over it and have a party or whatever. And like, yeah, I hate Harry though. I hate him so much. He, I think it's to. only 80 he's per- minutes. He's too. perfect though. You're supposed yeah. to him. He's this is like perfect a perfect runtime. Right. And what about you, Greg? What I'm going to blow some minds. I gave this five frights. I love this movie. I think in part because I love Joe Bob and I do, I do. I really do think it's the first movie I saw Joe Bob. So it's like kind of also tied to that. I think it's, I, I have no beef with anything that happens in the movie. Some of the sound design could be different, but I didn't think about that until like I was older uh, later in life. I think it's super cool. I like, and I mean, the original is five too. I don't, it's not that I think it's better. 
but I, I think they're both awesome. Like if I'm in that mode, I'm in that Romero mood, or maybe it's like, I watched the original, you know, last October, maybe this October I'm watching this. Like, yeah, I feel like I alter them because they're both so good for different reasons. And they're like, they're, they are kind of the same movie. Like, if it's a remake that works, like we we're saying earlier, there's like only so many remakes you can really give a, you know, thumbs up to. And I, I you know, I think Shirtless is, this is know, definitely on the list. 70s Invasion sure. by Snatchers. The Thing, The Blob, Night of Dead. Like, I, I don't know how many other remakes I really would even put on that one hand. That's just four, you know, like, and I, I feel like that's really high praise. Um, Savini and Romero together. It's cool. I think it's neat that Romero rewrote his own script. Um, I yeah, think tweaked it a bit, made it a different kind of story, but the same story. Yeah. But so I'd say if it's three and three and a half and a five, that mean it's a four. Or does that mean it's three and a half? I don't think we figured out this math thing yet. That's it's close to that. Do we say do we four say, frights? We're saying four frights. Yep. <laughs> Bing bong. <laughs> cool. But uh, uh, yeah, check four, it out. All right. Format uh, stuff. Um, physical media releases. Yeah. What you got over there, Nate? Big so, Papa. What do you bring us from the media crypt? So I had a cut box originally that Ooh. I had had for a long time, and uh, then I got this one, which was a not cut box. Okay. Um, mine is a 1996 um, Columbia Pictures TriStar <clears throat> release. Um, I was noticing differences between mine and the tape Hogan has. Hogan's is the original 1990 release. It's a it's harder that, box. It's got that sexier, um, older RCA it also has, logo. Yeah, it's got this logo. It's got the Columbia Pictures logo. Mine doesn't. That's, and that's then the RCA logo. You've seen all those sexy red border boxes. It's got this. And usually, um, the tapes, his is a promo copy. And it says, with disclaimer. Oh. So I'm curious, what's that? What's the disclaimer? Warning. Zombies are not real. It's at the bottom. It says it's a screener copy. Or it's just like, yo, okay. warning, do not shoot guns at gas pumps. Yeah, I thought there might be some sort of thing like that. Uh, well, you, what copies? I'll you let have you there? talk about the DVD. Okay. <clears throat> so I have, I actually have three copies of this on Blu-ray. See, that's what really? you, you have the poster. It's one of the only horror movies you had to tape, and you have a bajillion copies of it, and you're only giving I it felt, three? I felt pressured. I felt pressured. So, so wait, I jumped, is that why we're going to... Is that why we went half. to four? Because you're actually a four? Because then it's three, four, and five, which would set it at a four. Right. Okay. Um. Okay, so there's three different releases of this. Um, one is uh, a Blu-ray by Twilight Entertainment, and this one is actually... I would not recommend anybody buy it because there's so much. Uh, wow. I don't know. They. Um, I'm curious what you mean by that. Like the color grading on it's really strange. Like they made oh. it darker. Oh. Um, which I think the DVD dark. looks nice. <laughs> right. Right. I don't really like. Um, the other one I have, which I couldn't find, is this uh, Umbrella Blu-ray. And it's is like, that the one that was like super limited? No, no, that Twilight one is three thousand copies. But you're saying you don't recommend it? No. Oh, okay. Umbrella's the company that did the Razorback. They're an Australian company. I have Razorback and I have Goose yeah. one too. From so me. the Umbrella one is good, but it's like insanely bright. It's like almost the exact opposite. Oh. Of this one, this Sony one is probably just right. Yeah, it's like just right. <laughs> it's comparable to the DVD. 
Hmm. Which one has the best special features though and stuff? They're all the same. Oh. Yeah. So you're saying get the Sony one? Yeah. I if you're gonna get a Blu-ray, definitely get the Sony one. I have a thing about upgrade. I, I still think this DVD transfer is pretty nice. It held up. <laughs> it, it looked did. like. I mean, I thought the tape looked great. Uh, so. Yeah. I watched it on the that's flat screen in the living room, and I didn't really notice anything being like. That's what's so strange oh. about this one. I don't know what the reasoning behind it was. You know, like, right. how would you make it fucking darker? Like it's maybe it'll make it scarier. Yeah, I, I don't know. Color down. It was so weird. I didn't know that the um, gore stuff was lost. Lost. That's a bummer. Mm-hmm. I never knew. That's such a. Now bummer. you got something to keep you up at night. This DVD uh, came out in 1999. It's one of the first DVDs I got. Uh, it's from Columbia Pictures. It's got a cover with some CGI zombies on it, as was the style at the time of 1999. Look, we can make stuff on computers. Yeah. Oh, cool. How it much does... were DVDs back then? I bet this is like, this was probably like 25 or 30 bucks when yeah, I got it. Yeah, that probably. sounds right. Yeah. I feel like the most expensive DVD I bought when DVDs were new was the Elite uh, Evil Dead DVD. Because I remember buying that at... Sam Goody in the mall because they had a small section of horror movies and it's the only place I've seen Evil Dead on DVD and they had like they had them in those like plastic shells that you had like unlock with the magnets yeah and it was like forty bucks or something I remember those I'm just um, doing a little inflation here I'm I'm guessing it's about forty bucks now yeah maybe forty five nineteen ninety nine you said yep and we'll we'll go with the lower we'll say it was twenty five bucks mm-hmm. this is just always interesting to me. Forty-four, forty-four. Yeah, is the equivalent. So, which a, a lot of like Blu-rays now. You think about you buy a Blu-ray from Air Syndrome, like you spend thirty bones on it. Yeah, I mean, it makes yeah. sense. But like, actually, an insert like DVDs have inserts. Like, I'm still to this day, if I buy a release and there's not something like that inside, I'm pissed. I want a slip cover or an insert. Yeah, you gotta give me one. You know what I mean? But like, because that was like the fun of this media that came. I was like, "Whoa!" There's liner notes about the movie and pictures and stuff. That's so cool. There's definitely releases like uh, that Roadhouse that's coming out, which I think we oh. all bought, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yo, everyone that, buy the new like, Roadhouse coming out from Vinegar Syndrome. They announced Text Chainsaw Massacre two nice. 4K today. But it's like it's not fair to other companies that they do such a great job with their yeah. packaging. It's like a magnet clasp box with a huge booklet and well, shit in it. That's extra nice for sure. It, yeah. But there's still some stuff like this cover's kind of goofy, but it's also kind of charming. Yeah, in its bit. own way. You know? Like, if I found that, this I'd part's buy it. cool. That's cool. The font's cool. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Hell <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to shout out a Patreon thing here. Let's do that. Okay. Uh, Patreon shout out, guys. Um, so, I want to welcome back an official Fright Zonian who we've shouted out in the past as they were a stalker Fright Zonian, but they had to stop being a member for a bit. But now they're back as a peeper Fright Zonian. So, we're shouting out again. You know him. You love him from the bar. Chris from St. Louis. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Hammer forever. <laughs> You, he's That's the guy that you ran yeah. into him at some point. Yeah, you said. and he was at a show in St. Louis that we played a couple weeks ago. Nice. Talked him a little more. He's cool. Cool. It was weird that you ran into him here in beautiful yeah. Des Moines, though, once, too. Why was he here? When that uh, he was buying a Randall head off of our old guitar player, Garen. Oh, wow. So he was here to pick it up. Small world. Yeah. Yeah, they're friends. That's Dark crazy, Mirror man. and Thor's Hammer played some shows together, so they were friends from then. And uh, 
he came by to pick it up and i just bumped into him it was cool nice so thanks for uh thanks for your continuing support chris we do appreciate uh and uh we'll get you a new pack of stickers uh coming at you here all right (laughs) um cool um and yes we do have a patreon page if you guys dig what we do and want to support throw some cash monies our way um and see some cool extra content uh check it out patreon.com slash the fright zone or hit up the fright zone.com and hit the link there there's and all, at this yeah. point, the Patreon, you have an option where we got shirts. They're all printed up. Got the yard bag. You'll see all the stuff on there. But get, basically get what I'm getting at is that everything is ready to ship. Yeah. So. And it's fucking yard bag season. It's the time. Tell us about yard bag season, Nate. This is something you've been passionate about the entire duration of this podcast run. This is also uh, the 25th episode of the podcast. So right. halfway to 50. It's a milestone. But tell these people about your crusade against leaves. I can give you a brief description of what goes on here. Uh, so once a year, um, if you rent or own a home, uh, you may or may not have a thing in your yard. They're called trees. Um, those huh. trees in the fall season will shit leaves all over your yard. Just, bitch. They put them wherever they want. They do not care. Uh, they don't care that you exist, and they want to bury you with their leaves. What you have to do legally, uh, I guess is scoop those leaves up and put them in a receptacle of some kind. You have the options of renting a container from the city, which you can fill bi-weekly, or you can use a fucking yard bag. Our yard bags have Frankenstein on them. They're cooler than most yard bags. (laughs) I would recommend in the Halloween season, and this is what I'm going to do with mine, is I'm going to fill it up and put it on my steps. So it's a decoration for October, and then when October's over, I'll just throw a sticker on it and put it out to have it taken away. Perfect. So it's a, de- a decoration. It's, it's you don't a have to go only decoration. You don't multi-purpose to, yard bag. You don't have to spend 30 bucks at Spirit Halloween. You can just give us like five bucks or something or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> Get yourself a yard bag. Mm. And uh, buttons and stickers and all sorts yeah. of stuff. And, there's, and if you aren't interested in physical stuff, um, you just want to just support and you don't care about all the extra who, you know, bells and whistles. There's a dollar tier and we'll still give you a shout for that. Um, there's a $5 tier, which will give you access to all the online content and we'll give you stickers, but you won't get all the other physical goodies. So check yeah. it out. See if there's anything you're into. Uh, we appreciate the support. Like, and subscribe. And also, uh, leaving reviews is awesome and helps us out. Uh, and also like if you think, you know, someone that would like what we do, send them a link. You know, I listen to lots of links, people. Send me. Listen to all sorts of shit I've never heard of. Get up the links. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, tell these people about links. I'm just kidding. What are those? Like sausages? You get a computer at the store. It's a computer store. Okay. Hmm. You download the .com, and then you um, instant message it through MySpace to somebody. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. If I'm remembering correctly. Y'all stay safe out there and get oh, those yeah. fucking leaves out cool, of your yard. Yeah. Hey, thanks for listening. And uh, come back uh, later this month for the second October episode of The Fright Zone. Stay spooky, y'all. <laughs> oh, and also, if you're in Beautiful Morning, get your haircut from Beautiful Franklin Plaza Barbershop. MediaCrypt.BigCartel.com for some shirts. Buy some shit. Got some stuff coming up. <laughs>